What's up, girl? As you can tell, the drinks are still flowing and the conversation's still popping. Or does it go the other way around? Whatever it is, here's part two of Keisha Syndrome featuring Lovejoy, resident bartender Chrissy T, and moi. Enjoy. I know you're my bodyguard, but you're going to love <laughs> no, Lovejoy. Listen, listen, if we go out, don't worry. Y'all going to be cute, but I'm going to fight. Are you from Petersburg? Are you from Peterburg? Peterburg. Peterburg jelly out this bitch. What the fuck is up? I just want to say, Lovejoy, I and Christy, I appreciate y'all so much. And I oh, appreciate we you appreciate you. So what y'all add to the show? Because I think so many times, especially pre, I hate to say it in this in this sense, but it, it really is a time in history. Pre-George Floyd. When people mm. really appreciated black voices. So I'm, I'm going to say this. I teach my daughter one thing and one thing only. And it, I want everybody out there that is of, uh, you're either brown, whether you have some sort of melanin in you, black, you are superior. Woo-hoo! There is Look! There's nothing wrong with understanding that you... We want equal, Come right? Come on, we but equal. we are superior. But we are superior. We are the original, the mitochondrial But Eve. we are superior. And you have to understand one thing. Though we want to coexist in equal rights and know justice, who you, are. you have to teach those beneath you that no matter what we love, we should love ourselves as a priority mm-hmm. and as the superiority. And that is what I teach. If we can incorporate that some sort of way into the video games, the space, the house, the dinner, and the baths of our black homes, then I feel like we will incorporate a black person and we will grow. Because our black boys need to understand that melanin is what is for them. Can you repeat that, please? Can you repeat where if you can incorporate can you repeat the, games, the part we can, the games please? if we can incorporate the, the some, games of space that's somewhere in the games the spades the call of duty Jesus every, the, the, the NBA everything that yeah, we I wish do you could amplify this I shit. want us to understand one thing and one thing only you love who you love but you black is superior come on it is yeah. not inferior it's not inferior and just because like, let me tell you <gasps> I'm it's so much of this shit. show that was my wife is not black, mm-hmm. right? And I never thought I would be with anybody that was not black, right? She's she considers herself brown, and but she one thing I love about her is she understands the value of me being a black woman because one thing I am is unapologetically, yes, mm-hmm. you have to be enthusiastically, yes, black as fuck. Uh-huh. And I told her, in order for I said, in order for any black person to be in a relationship with anybody that's not black, they have to be enthusiastic about the fact that they are black, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so her getting with me was understanding that I am 100% comfortable with being black. And she is 100% enthusiastic about expressing black narratives, right? Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, her parents are white. She's adopted. Is she? She's oh, wow. adopted. Okay. And... She actually just decided to do her genealogy since meeting okay. me. So she did her ancestry. And so on her birth certificate, she was born in Belarus, which is in mm-hmm. proper terms considered. Yes. yes. That's okay. why I named my puppy Belarus okay. because I wanted her to like, it's so crazy because as black women and as black people, we don't have a sense of home. Yes. Right. No. But to meet mm-hmm. somebody that literally has no sense of home. Uh. 
She was adopted. She don't know who her mama is. She don't know who her daddy is. She still doesn't know. She still doesn't know, even oh, wow. with her genealogy. And so her birthday, I gave her a puppy, and I said, she was born in Belarus. I'm going to give her a puppy That's named Belarus, right? And so she, she it's so her. weird because she's not black, but we connect in not knowing exactly where we come from. Mm. And people don't understand, like, I can understand... I people I looked at Nick Cannon on Instagram when I was looking at the show and they would he with all these biracial women and they talk about oh you so pro black all the niggas that's pro black they with oh, white women. They go on it speak. I yeah. I bonded with my wife in a sense of knowing that we don't know where we come from. Right? We decided to make our own legacy and creating our own last name. Monroe is not an my name is Chelsea Lamar Monroe because we decided to pick our own legacy for our children. That Are we decided. You French? Because Lamore is Lamore is Irish. Um, Lamore comes from Mac Lamore. Okay. My mom's main name is Mac Lamore, and Lamore is Irish. Okay. Mick Lamore. Mick Lamore. But of course, black people in my great grandmother just passed away in uh, two years ago. In my family, they spell Mac Lamore four different ways. Right. There's M A C. There's M C L E. Yeah. Um, but we bonded over a sense of. Even though she's not black, there's this sense of identity of where you need to create your own identity and be so the, proud the, the, in the, that. The ignorance was bliss for you. Ignorance was bliss. And so I just want to tell people that whoever you choose to find who you love, it don't matter if it's man, woman, black, white, you got to find some common ground and be equally yoked. The Bible even talks about being equally yoked, right? And so... For me, the equally yoked was discovering who I was beyond the surface. Mm-hmm. And me wow. and my wife making a That's commitment. Good. Yeah, me and my wife making a commitment to saying, like, Macklemore may not be who we really are. Mm. Monroe may not be who we really are, but that's who re- resonates with our spirit. Monroe is her adopted parents on her paternal side. Mm-hmm. The people that decided to love her beyond the surface. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking and I feel like I'm white rambling. Folk. No, you're good. Trust me, because huh? I'm taking notes. Yeah, they're white folk. I'm taking yeah, notes. Yeah, that's the one that we saw. And I, I'm real uncomfortable white folk, child. Uh, don't get me wrong, because my thing is, I show my mom even told me, and that's how I know, like I'm a different breed of a uh, nigga. My mom was like, "Wow," she saw me with my in laws, and she was like, "You are just yourself all the time." I said, "Yeah, I am showing up as my full self all the time, and black women deserve." Listen. To show up as their full selves all the time. And it doesn't matter what the stereotype you try to put on me. My my in-laws are white as heck. White. What is it? White. They're white. Do it one more time. White. <laughs> my in-laws are white. And my mom could not believe that I was my full self in front of them. Because we're so multifaceted. We're so multifaceted. And my whole thing is I told them, I said, look, let me tell you something. My wife is brown. She identifies as brown, whether her parents are white as hell. It doesn't matter. We bonded over the fact that we're still trying to find our lineage. You know what I'm saying? We're still trying to find our lineage. And so she did her twenty her Ancestry.com. And this is not something that I felt have felt comfortable discussing with other people because I feel like it was her business to tell, but she told me that she's comfortable talking about it. Okay. okay. On her birth certificate, I felt insulted that her birth certificate, she's born in Belarus, which means old Russia. And 
her her ethnicity says gypsy. Okay. So I'm like, so just because she came out brown, y'all said she a gypsy? Mm-hmm. Her ethnicity th- through her 23andMe or at Ancestry.com is gypsy. But my wife and I bond. I never thought I would bond with anybody that was not black. Mm-hmm. But bonding with somebody that, as a black American, I at least have the luxury of knowing who my mom is. Who my grandparents are. My my wife filled out her family tree, and she only had a piece of paper, a slice of an index card with what they said her mother's biological name was. And so something about that resonated with me. She's a true orphan. She's a true yeah, orphan. She's a true, yeah. she's a true, true orphan. orphan. She doesn't have. And black people in America ashes. are orphans. We are. We are orphans. Wow. And in in the fact that. As a black American, I still had more lineage that I could connect more than her. It was crazy to me. And so I say to any black person, because I consider myself conscious, that weak ass term that people say. Conscious. Oh, girl. Word words. Woke words. Woke words. It's conscious. Oh, Just because girl, you, you are aware some. of your blackness doesn't mean that you can't fall in love with somebody that's not black. Because I look at her and she looks at me like, wow, she knows who her grandparents are. She knows who her mom is. She knows who her mm. dad is. She knows who her such and such is. So, um, I'm so drunk. I don't even know what I'm she talking about. She respects you for your self-awareness. <laughs> she respects you for your self-awareness and for your I, this is. I'm so drunk, I feel like I need to go to my show notes. I, I don't think, even go to my I notes. think it's deep. Okay, let the me. The deep Eddie. Shout is. out the deep Eddie. Fuck you, Chrissy. Okay. Is it deep Eddie Because I really want to get to this. And because, I, and because I consider this an extended episode Love with Joy, please Eddie. Tell Eddie. Episode Eddie, right, okay. All right, I it's really feel a, like I need to get to the Texas. points of this show that I'm I want to get to. Because... Chrissy got me so fucking drunk. <laughs> All right, so. You got wine now. Chrissy, I mean, Lovejoy, mm-hmm. we talked about you being a single mother and this is and, and doing away with that stereotype of a, of a baby mama. But I also want to talk to you about a few things. Because okay. one thing that happened in the pre-show that I, is not recorded is Lovejoy is a motherfucking hustler. Yo, do we have a twinkle effect? Yes! Can we get that one more time? Lovejoy is Love the Lovejoy is the... Yeah. Aut- First of all, <laughs> drop your fucking cash up. I keep saying that. <laughs> no, for real. Because I'll be like, oh, shit, I'm about to cash... No, but for real, Lovejoy is lit. Like, oh y'all God. have no idea Let me like, tell you something. how much I love As a radio her. personality, let me just tell you something I respect about you. Thank you. Okay, I'm listening. As I'm looking at you on this new app, what you call it? Tag? Tagged? Mm-hmm. Love to always on Tagged app. I told, oh, uh, Reminix. What's your name? On Tag? Mm-hmm. No. Johanna Rick. Johanna, Johanna Rick. Let me tell you. I told Chrissy, I whispered her, yeah, I said, this bitch is Mm-hmm. She know what the fuck she doing mm-hmm. as a media, a trained media for professional. You live, and you live. I was sitting in the back you seat live. like, wow, I'm just learning, and I want to all women to know you have the power, and Lovejoy was just that example to me in sitting in my kitchen for 
an hour. Right. That you have the power. Lovejoy was literally sitting in my kitchen on her live on tag telling yeah. me how to school niggas but, but, and how to treat you. But y'all, y'all, she was getting paid. She, okay, I'm sorry. I was no, telling no, you that. The back, the back was fine. The back was fine. I was supposed to this side. I'm okay. Lovejoy was sitting on her tag fucking telling us schooling Yo. us how to get paid for niggas thinking they finessing you because as a woman let me tell you pussy is power no being a woman is power shout out finesse because I said well how do I get shout followers shout out finesse shout I told out finesse. Love Joy, I told Love Joy, I said how do I get people to follow me she said you're a beautiful woman that's Yo. enough to get you followers and that really, really resonated with my spirit because so many problems. black women are told that their blackness does not make them beautiful. Mm. And everything about Love Joy to me is like Love Joy. You are strong as a black woman. I feel like I owe you a cash app. Like I'm not trying to I do too. You have sold so much shit into me oh that God. it doesn't even make sense. Like, but between, you know, it's so much stuff. I can't. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick rider. Whatever, no, you're good, you're good. But on some real shit. I had to convince Chrissy that, I told you she's my bouncer. Yo, yeah. big fat. I had to convince Chrissy that she I would like this. I told, when I, I, look, I, I told Chrissy, I said, look. When I tell you, I have never. I said, Chrissy, I'd be having to talk her off the ledge with my guest. She like, man, I love you. She had them. In. I said, look, I, I've met Lovejoy a couple times before. She's a real ass I bitch. I will say. Are you going to eat crow? No, I'm, I will say, and I will say on this podcast tonight, I have been on the podcast for three months. I have never met anyone like Lovejoy. Oh period. And that's on period. That's on period. Yeah, I love because I love seriously, you so much. Seriously, you have sold into my heart. You have sold into my mind. You have sold into my spirit. And I thank you. And I feel like as black women, sometimes we automatically have that guard up. Do, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, do. ooh, she don't know. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But you have really, like, gave back to the community. Well, like, you. I'm really not feeling back to the community. community. I'm not just saying. That's your whole community home. service Seriously, asshole. As a black woman, I've had my guard up. I gotta show up. y'all love joy. You know, I've had my guard up. And I know what that guard feels like. Oh, shoot. Like. I done pressed the hey wrong Because hey. Love Joy at the beginning, of, before we started yes. the show, she was like, Chelsea, who you know how many people would hate on me? And I was like, yes, Girl. I completely believe how many people would hate on you. The fuck you so mean? I know, I know all about the guard. I am the guard. So I, I just want to say that um, despite the guard, for real, for real, I'm all for us. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm all for But that's us. what them hating ass bitches don't be realizing. They don't, realize they don't really that. be for us, they be for themselves. For Come themselves. on. And, and bitches that really be for us listen. will realize that we really just need spaces for, for us. You. I'm for us. And, and 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 you know what? I'm so much listen, I'm so much for you that even when you hate you, I'm still for you. Come on. Come Let on. me tell you my, something. My whole motto is this. As long as you're not bringing me Hoo-hoo. any negativity, Hoo-hoo. I'm for Hoo-hoo. you. So can I you, just tell you, you this bring yourself negativity, and I'm still for you because I'm just that type of woman. I, I I know that there is there's many things in this world, but let me tell you something about this world. There is more money than we can count. Come on. There's more love than we can receive, and there is more accolades that we can share. Can we just and if you realize... Mind? That there is more than enough, you would be inclined to share with people besides but can, but, you. But that's yeah. what I was going to say. Can I just talk about Lovejoy 
poured into me in a moment that she didn't even realize that I needed to be poured into. Listen, Chrissy was there with me when we went to Cabana Rooftop Bar. Yes, yes, yes. That was, that a was a moment time. that I felt broken because and this see, was a, like I talked about my friend when that, people that pour into mm. people that are really in the middle of the cup and you are the brim and you realize like, wow, I don't really invested so much into you. And then you play me and you not right. even at my level. And I was so heartbroken right. and so hurt. And when you reference that, not trying to be funny, but when you reference that, you reference it as always like kind of like a like a rejuvenating thing. But I know Love Joy real, was a renew, rejuvenating I, point yo, for me. Yo, when I tell you that shit was real. I was so like, hurt. She, it was so up and down that night. I didn't even drink like that. If you, it was She me. don't know. But I know. And who was we with? It was a third person. I don't it know was a, it was one of your friends. I don't know if it was Charday, I think But I don't know him. if it was Mercedes. I don't know who it was. But when I tell you, like, that night was as a friend. Right. It was like, all right, my sis is really fucked up. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm really like, hurting. Like, not fucked up to the point, like, drunk fucked up, but, like, mentally. She's hurting. Like, she's hurting. You know what I'm saying? So, at the same time, it was like, I didn't really drink like that tonight. I was scared for her. Yeah. But I would, I would say, what's I remember that was the night I met you in person, and Lovejoy saw me, and she was like, Chelsea, can I take a picture? And, and to me, Singleness City has always been a space where I felt like I wanted black women to normalize We've been hurt, we've been played, and we can talk about it, right? Right, right. Because I feel like it's so much shade when That's it's like perfect. We've been hurt, we've been played, and we can talk. And about we can talk, about, we can about, talk about the shade. Yes, we've been hurt, we've been, been played, like we've been talk, up until we can talk about the shade. And, and, I, and this is to toot my own horn. I feel like up until single in the single in the city, it's like black women felt like they had to like act like they didn't want they weren't really that hurt. Over it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that you night. Pretend. I was fucking hurt. Yeah, right. She was and I have been up. doing the podcast. She was sad, as and a I bitch. was so sad. And I went like out everybody and- you talked to. You was like, oh, did you talk to B? Did you talk to B? Like, and I and as a sober person, I saw it, but she, she wouldn't was, even know. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't know. And I remember running into so you. Sad. And you were like, it was so you're sad. Chelsea. Let's take a picture. And you didn't take advantage of the fact that I was weak as like drunk as fuck. And I remembered you and your genuine energy. And I was like, wow. I want and this that that night was the premise for me to like. This is what single the city is about. Mm-hmm. It's about women seeing each other and be like, oh, yes, I know yes. you and not talking about yes. what happened to you as a weakness. But like, yes. girl, I've been there too. And you my nigga for that. Yes. And it's also about not being ashamed. Not being We talk ashamed. about so much shit up here that you're not being ashamed. Like, you're not being ashamed being baby mama. Because I let a bitch, with, not, I let not, a bitch not, with big knees play me. I think Period. Should, I, think you should not, I let a bitch think, with knees that was about 15 inches in circumference think, play I me. I think that you should not be ashamed about being hurt. And that's why I want black women to normalize that it's okay to be hurt and it's okay to not be if okay. If you gotta go to therapy, if you gotta bust the windows out of nigga car, whatever, oh, bust the windows out whatever you car. have to do no, to be, be okay, it is okay. I think I think that um, first of all, we already know that in the black community, there's a stigma on therapy. We already know that. I, I, I got you. you, you okay. There's, no, always, there's already a black stigma on the community as it comes to having therapy. Yeah. And black people already I just signed feel like. Up. I just signed up. Girl, sign up. Because I'm going to tell you something. These, um, these non-blacks. Oh, sorry, baby. You good. These non-blacks, they have a therapist from the age of 14, honey. Let me tell you. 
Paid. And they already have a therapist. Paid. So Paid. you better understand that if you need to talk to somebody and if you have the means as far as a DAG on uh, um, health insurance policy to be able to afford you that, yeah, yeah. you need to make sure that you are doing that. So I think that black people need to let that stick go of the fact that I need help. Hold it. The fact that I need help, I don't want to get help. Mm-hmm. Get help. Help does not make you weak. Help does not make you less than. Help does one thing. It allows you to understand that you identify that there's a problem beyond what you yes, can control. Come on, come on. And when you can't control the problem, you're supposed to fix it. Listen, I'm not a mechanic, right? I don't fix fucking cars. I'm not a contractor. I don't fix houses. So when I need some shit done on my house, on my engine, who do what, what do I do? What do I do? Yep, call I call the mechanic. I call the contractor because I know that that person is going to provide me with what I need to Mm. fix my issue. So why is that any different from our emotional or our personal issues? If I can call a mechanic to fix my car, I should be able to call a counselor Uh, to fix Uh, what I'm dealing with. Therapy is real. Therapy is real. Therapy is real. Yeah. These people are not trained and paid professionals just to sit around. They're trained and paid professionals because they provide a service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when providing that service, we then become the consumer. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people really need to understand one thing. If you're going through something that you cannot fix on your own. Yo, get counseling. That's well, even real. If, even if black you, people, but black people always try to make it seem yeah, like. Right. So Chelsea just came in. And what I was making the yeah. statement was is black people have this stigma about yeah. receiving help. Yeah, but the, the analogy that, that I it makes you weak. The analogy that I created was: if I need my car fixed, I'm gonna call the who? Mechanic. Yeah, mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I need my if I need my deck rebuilt, I'm gonna call the carpenter. The carpenter. So if I need my life fixed, I'm Come gonna on. call a life coach. Come on. Or if I need my mental fix, but I'm let's gonna not call let's not get into this. Let's not get into this. The Baptist Church makes us think that Ooh. that's all we need. And let me tell you something that we that, need. To do. So, so when you when you are a part of a, when you listen to me, y'all. Hey, Al! Oh my God, that's my friend Al. Oh, mm-hmm. when you are, it's a small world. When you are a part of a church, and you feel as though you don't want to use your AEP or your mm. health insurance to fund your mental health or your behavioral health benefits, you need to contact your pastor and allow him to contribute or attribute. That mental support that you need. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times in the black community, we have this stigma that all we need. Oh, yeah, because you. I was about to say, we We have a stigma that all we need is Jesus. Come on. Listen. But when Jesus Jesus has appointed Pastor Smith, when Jesus has appointed Pastor Johnson, you better know that Pastor Johnson wants to do one of two things. He wants to help you, but more so he wants to get paid. You better reach into your resources. (laughs) Hello? You better tap into your resources, and if you don't want to use your company, you better use good company and get yeah. yourself a, fine, a, a emotional support and someone in your church. It's nothing wrong with telling someone else, yeah. "I need your help." Yep, yep, yep. Ma'am. Ma'am. She, LaJoy. I'm just saying, not Lajoy. Her name not is LaJoy. 
Love joy. There's love joy love and there's joy. love joy. That's how I'm thinking of love joy. <laughs> love joy. Love joy. I, I like love joy. That's cute. Speaking to us tonight. I can't even get myself together. First of all, I've been crying. I've been crying. I've been feeling like a whole. I just feel like you're not damn. even the rapper. You're the deacon. We done had too much. What's it? What is it? I don't Cole? know. We Chris had the bar Okay, 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 okay. Okay. But, Okay, well, so we have established that we're drunk, but can I? I just, I feel like <laughs> Lovejoy has bought so much Yo, to this, Love so Joy much invaluable is, information need, to this show. We need to have her. Can I just get on the petty real quick? Okay, on the petty. Not even on the petty. Lovejoy is that bitch so much that she is on featured on the Real Housewives of Potomac. She is featured on the Real Housewives of Potomac within the first ten minutes of the show. The Real Housewives of Potomac. Uh, it's okay. It's all one piece. It's okay. okay. You won't die. You're good. I'm good. She is on this week's episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, y'all, let me tell you how drunk I am. I'm eating Carolina barbecue chips. Hey. I said, what you want to do is eat them fucking chips with my fucking hair. That, um, the Real Love Joy is featured on the upcoming week. So when this episode premieres on Tuesday, she will be already have premiered on the Sunday's episode of Real Housewives of Potomac. Mm-hmm. This episode comes out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk to you about how you ended up on the Real mm-hmm. Housewives of Potomac. Your background. I mean, I it's so crazy because that's why I feel like you need to be on the show once a month. I would love it. Seriously, will you really commit? I, I and commit. this is in front of our 10,000 listeners a month. Will you commit to being on the show once a month? I would commit. To being on the show as many times. Come on. As single in the city needs me to okay, be on the show. Okay, so she is on this week's episode of Real Housewives of Potomac. And I felt like it was really important because last week's um, topic kind of centered around the Monique and Candace drama. It did. Um, of the show. And it was about, we named the um, episode Spin the Block. Because he's like, you need a nigga that's going to spin the block about you. Like, who's going to circle around and double back about your ass? So, I kind of wanted to talk to you about, like, how you ended up on Real Housewives of Potomac and your part on this upcoming week's episode. No, absolutely not. Uh -uh. All right. So, let's. Okay. So, say that question one more time. This week, um, we have Real Housewives of Potomac. And that is. It has earned its way into my heart. It's my favorite franchise. Yes. Of Real Housewives exactly. of Potomac. Atlanta holds a very special place in my heart. So in in order for Potomac to take that place, it had to come with a lot. And Potomac really has resonated with my spirit. And Lovejoy is featured on this. By the time this episode airs, Sunday will be her debut on The Real Housewives of Potomac. Right. How did you end up on that episode? And tell us about your experience. Okay. So... Karen's cousin, David, mm-hmm. is a very close friend of my family. Okay. He is basically family. Okay. So if you guys are tuning in, you will see that it says Joy, Karen's cousin. And I did see that. I right. did see that in the clip that you sent me. Right. So people are like, are you On Karen? Bravo.com. People, this bitch is official. Bravo. <laughs> Hello, Bravo. Shout out to Bravo. <laughs> so people are like, are you Karen's cousin? Are you Karen's cousin? Because, you know, in the world we I'm not sure what Karen's cousin. Huh? The way that the show premised it, I thought you were Karen's cousin. Right. So, 
We are. I will say we are cousins. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say that. All black people are cousins. Yeah. That, as far as I'm concerned, we related. Okay. So I've known David for some years now, quite a few years. I sang at Karen's mom's funeral. Mm. God bless Karen and her, you know, her mother and her entire family. And you know, they had an episode at Fleming's. Yes. <laughs> they yes. had an episode at Fleming's at Sunny Point. Exactly. I'm so I have been instrumental in Karen's entire family setting. Mm-hmm. I have been the singer for every wedding and funeral that has happened over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And I am very close with Valerie, which is the main cousin that she vis- her aunt that she visited this okay. weekend. Okay, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I was actually afforded the opportunity to do the makeup for everybody on set. Okay, that day. except for yes. except for she's multifaceted. Yeah, except for Giselle, Karen, and Ashley. Okay, because they we got to talk about Giselle. Right, they came in after the fact. But I have been instrumental in Karen's family. I've been on multiple properties that they have out in the country, and I have just enjoyed just being a part of her family. One thing I can say about Karen and her family. My very, favorite. Karen, yes. the Grand Dame is my favorite. The Grand Dame. Listen, the Grand Dame. The Grand Dame doesn't come from squalor, honey. Let mm. me just let me let you know. And I think that that's something that people on the show may misinterpret because she says she grew up on a farm. Exactly. And then she, made Ray, she met Ray, who is the black no, Bill Gates. No. So let me explain something to you. When you live in, well, Virginia is not the South. Virginia is the gateway to the South. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when you live from the gateway on, when you say farm, it does not mean squalor. Mm-hmm. It does not mean ghetto or trash. Mm-hmm. Farm means lucrative family-owned business. Lucrative family-owned business. Come on now. Lucrative family-owned So Karen didn't come from no shit, is no, what you're she, saying. she the she pig, wasn't some broke ass listen, lady that met Ray. The pigs might have shit, but she's definitely mm. not from shit. So mm. the property where we filmed, acres. Do you hear me? Mm. Acres sitting back on a beautiful, huge home. So Karen did not come from humble beginnings. No, can't Karen. I mean, considering what you consider humble beginnings, Karen came from an affluent farm mm-hmm. in a farm in Virginia that was not a struggling farm. Mm-hmm. It was a... Because a there's a difference. It's a difference between struggling farm. Struggling as a sharecropper and being an mm-hmm. owner of your property. Mm-hmm. She came from an owner of properties that had farms that were lucrative and mm-hmm. that were able to make a substantial amount of To put of her money. in a position where she could meet a raise. To put the her black in, Bill Gates. To put her in a position where she could provide for herself and attain her life's goals. Mm. So without house, Ray. Without Ray. Mm. Of course, without Ray. She's always been from good stock. Okay. Let I think that's be, important. Let time. that be on the record. She's always been from good stock. Ray didn't give her the weave, the makeup, or <laughs> she the She had that before she met Ray. She had that way before he she met Ray. merely a compliment. It's a compliment to her asset. Mm-hmm. Understand that. Period. On, period. Period. That was period. Period. Even, even in the house where we were for taping, I'm talking about butter leather furniture. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Butter what? Butter leather, leather furniture. furniture. Jesus. And, Jesus. <laughs> and we, we put the good china up for taping. You understand? Just so nobody would try anything. It was that type of scenario. 
Okay. You have the housewife voice. Like I, 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 I that's what I was saying I before. Don't that. let love joy we fool have you. Love joy. Excuse me for my new viewers are on the live. I'm sorry. I'm feel like I'm choking. You are. Love joy. Love joy. <laughs> speak to your people. First of all, Everybody, she got a lot of people on her live. Um, love joy <laughs> is popping, and she has been on the Real Housewives of Potomac, mm-hmm. and. I'm just saying. I'm just here. First of all, Lovejoy has had me crying. <laughs> Lovejoy mean, has but... had me full. Lovejoy has had me espum. Okay? Um, she has just been giving me all the feels. So I just appreciate you. I appreciate and you. Mm-hmm. Yo, but big facts, we're friends. I yes, guess. of course. Yeah. Like Whether you accept it or not, this, we are friends. Because I know that when I say call me, I No, mean for it, real. Because you haven't changed your phone number I'm going to start a group chat tonight. I'm going to start a group chat tonight. No, for, for real, Lovejoy has like really took me to places that I haven't visited because it's been uncomfortable. Right. And then, you know, when it's related, it's like, okay, girl, mm. what's up? Like we can we it's can Me too. Yeah, me exactly. too. Right. Yes. But then when it's when it, when it's like, okay, well, you know, you took you take me all them places tonight. So shout out Lovejoy. She is our um she is our a our, resident bad bitch. First of all, a resident bad bitch. A resident and bad bitch. She is on Potomac of, of the Housewives of Potomac. Mm-hmm. And she is just popping. Yeah, so the woman I ran with, I had the opportunity to meet Ashley She's and amazing. Giselle. And I, uh, Giselle and I, we talked about raising women, girls as a single mom, mm. which is very inspiring. She's a beautiful person. Ashley at is the time. She? Wait, she is. Ooh, is she? We need is, to know that she's a beautiful person. So from, from the experience that I had with Giselle, Giselle, def- let me say something about Giselle, as you already know. If you are already... Um, a fan of Housewives of Potomac. Giselle gotta know, right? Word on the street. So, in, <laughs> in, in my accountants with her, she just wanted to know what was Karen like? What was he like? Let me see some well, pictures. What was she messy? I didn't know not. what Karen's like. Karen's a real ass bitch. Give a fuck Giselle about a nigga. Giselle was not messy. She's yeah. an original city girl. <laughs> real ass bitch. Give a fuck about a nigga. So, Big I don't, I don't bag know if Giselle, I don't know if Giselle had tapped into the city girl um, persona. But she wasn't testing boundaries. She was definitely trying to see what it was. Mm. Ashley, very sweet, very humble. Oh. Very sweet, very humble. Ashley gives I'm me very much. I know my I know my nigga be side-stepping, but hey, now that y'all know. Potomac, I'm not a fan of Ashley. So Ashley was cool. Um, but the experience overall literally was amazing. I'm going to tell you something about a Bravo TV. So Bravo, yes, T- me, Bravo TV don't play, honey. Okay, mm. got, come on, Andy. They, they got a crew that comes in with the people. Okay, they talk. The crew that comes in with leaves, and the crew that's the set up, they come on board. So oh. I would say it would be like seven or eight cars okay. that's ready to receive from the seven or eight cars that come in. Okay, okay, and when okay. The come in cars come, they leave, and the receive cars they stay. Okay. So Shout the, out the, um, the people that were in the scene where Candace and Monique got in the fight. Yes. The same people that I met. Ooh. Very. Oh, they were trying to act like they, 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 they were. They were trying to act like they were some like randos, but Child. they were randos. They were very sweet, very humble, very kind, very talkative. I okay. Appreciate I, I, them. I, I'm gonna cut you off because I was a little bit disturbed. 
Okay. Why would you disturb? The first thing that I told her, I was like, yo, I am so excited because I finally made my wife invested in the Potomac Housewives. And she asked me, she said, are you team Monique? Are you team Candace? I said, I'm team Monique. And Lovejoy says she is team Candace. I'm just saying, I'm team Candace. Y'all talk to me. What's up? Now, this is what I will say. You know how everybody got to put a little disclaimer out. Go ahead and put your disclaimer disclaimer before I get into the tea. I love all the women. I love all the women. Look, All the women of Atomic in case they want to cast me. You got to say what New York is. I love all the women. Oh, In case they want to cast me. In case they want to cast me, I love all the women. Oh, yeah, 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 because you can do both. You can do all. I love all the women. I'm whichever way the paycheck sways. I love ever whichever the... Andy, I'm here for you, boy. Ooh. You know, you got to give it to like I that. love hey, it. I love it. However, <laughs> I am team Candace. Now, does that mean... Oh, my God. Does that mean that I don't like Monique? No. I think that, you know, because I'm going to tell you what... Whose fault was it? No, I'm going to tell you. Let me give you a little background. Not whose fault was it? I'm going to give a little background. Not real. You know why I like Monique? Because Monique is a bitch that took her fucking opportunities and made them into success. I love Monique. I love Monique because of Monique. The first time she came on those shows, she was like, I used to be in a rap group and I, and she was yes. like, and she was like, but can we acknowledge that? Can we acknowledge that Giselle has been hating on her yes. since that very moment? The moment that Monique walked into the show, come on, I feel like everybody hated on her. You know why? Because she had a husband, kids, houses, and kids. Yep. And everybody hated yep. on her. Because no one had that except for the grand dame. The grand dame. And that's who she related to. No period. And period. so from jump, she related to the grand dame. Now, do I have any ill uh, towards Giselle? I love Giselle because Giselle is okay, a I'm woman <laughs> that is a good mother. But Giselle... Is she a good mother? I, th- I think she is. Is she a good mother? Because I, in honest opinion, as we talked about earlier in this show, when we talk about black women... Who are defined the odds of a, yeah, a baby mama? Part of my experience of respecting my mother is allowing her to allow my mother allowing me to form my own opinion about my father. Okay, right? Despite what, because two things can be true: you can be a shitty husband, but you can be a great father. True. But Giselle's whole platform mm-hmm. on this show was creating a bad rep for her ex-husband, which is her child's father, uh-huh. which created the environment for her kids to have a bad um, outlook. representation of okay. her uh, outlook of so her parents. What, what I will say is Giselle made her transgressions with her husband public to her children. And I don't feel like that's right. I feel like even though you did this show, my father, my mother even told me, even as an adult person, she said, I will never badmouth your father to you. Okay. Why? Because you are half your father. So badmouthing your father would make you feel like half of you is bad. All right. So to, to piggyback on what you said, mm-hmm. you know, even though my daughter's father is not in the picture, and even though, um, hey, Secor, even though his circumstances are what they are, even when I took her to see him at the jail, mm-hmm. I never said it was a jail. 
What'd you I say? It was camp? I said it was a facility. Not a facility. Hold on, hold on. Did you say like my mom? First of all, shout out my bro. Shout out my older bro, <laughs> Robert Taylor. But did you say like my mom where she said it was a military? No. Oh, I I I, my mom I, told no, my, I, my, I, my mom I, told my family look, that that nigga was in I a am military. A firm believer. No, he's I think in jail. as a stand-up woman, Love Joy, you did the right thing. He's because in jail. I, I think as a stand-up woman, Love Joy, you did the right thing. Because <laughs> I think that even with my father and his shortcomings, my fa- my mom was like, I am not going to speak ill of the experience I've had of your father as a husband, as a father, because I want you to formulate your own opinion, right? Mm-hmm. So- and in building, like we talked about women having black, especially black women having their own self, self-esteem. She said, I am never going to perpetuate to you that half of you is a piece of shit. My mom told me that from the very beginning. So if she downplayed, if she talked about your father ain't this and he ain't that. I never did. And we internalized as children that if my father is this and I have to be part of that. My mom was like, it is not my job to make you feel incompetent based on your father's shortcomings. So I never, I never made it um, relevant as to why we were where Mm -hmm. we where we were. However. Um, I love, um, you know, over, over the last four seasons, my, mm-hmm. um, my judgment on Giselle has been one thing. And then what's that? The green eye devil. That is Giselle <sighs> loves to stir the pot, watch Ooh. it cook. And when it's done, she sits in the back while everyone mm-hmm. else eats from the mess that Ooh. she made. Yep. And that's that light skin privilege. Is that the last name privilege? I'm melanin popping. So I don't really say know about that. Say that light skin privilege. Nonetheless, nonetheless, that's that light skin privilege. Especially I, at Hampton Institute. What I Hampton Institute. What I what I not do. Hampton University. Hampton Hampton Institute. Have you had the same experience? Yes. Woo! So let's talk about it. So what I do believe is this: Perfect. though Giselle has that Hampton Hampton Institute mentality. I think that within her lies the opportunity to be genuine. She just has to be faced with the individual that's going to force The only it time Giselle her. is genuine is when she wants to make money, which was so, that ever Hugh Beauty. So here's the thing. So when when yeah, Candace was bringing to Giselle the information that she received from her friend at the strip club, my daughter and I collectively were like, no, don't take it to Giselle. But what I will say is this: Giselle handled that information good. That's much the first time she acted like a first lady. First time, first time first she acted like a first time. lady. Because I really feel like she held that in. Because normally you bring, if you tell Giselle the color is purple, she gonna go around and tell everybody it's magenta and purple, mm-hmm. and she'll go for how it sounds. Yep. But this time alone, she did respect Candace. Yep. And she respected, I'll agree with you there. she respected her enough to not even spill it until she gave her the eye. I agree with that. So, That's the first time she acted like the first lady that she tried to act like so she been until, like the first, until season, the season. Until, until season nine. I, I didn't We're in season it. nine? Where she was spilled it. We're in 11. Oh, Sunday is 11. I got a piece of Potomac? Egg. Yes. Shit. So until I'm not season nine, I'm sorry, five. Uh-huh. Until episode nine, <laughs> until episode nine, I did not correlate with her, and I gotta be. 
Look, let me tell you something. We've been drinking this whole episode. I'm particularly excited because Chrissy, the bartender, has exuberated our drinks to the point where we were like, we got to cut it off. What's up? But Real Housewives of the Potomac is something that my wife and I bond over. And I remember when I met her, she was like, I don't like the Real Housewives. It's a whole bunch of girl talk. And in the past three weeks, I have been able to make her a fan of Real Housewives of Potomac. So when I told her that I was having someone that was on this season of Real Housewives of Potomac, she was like, I got some questions I need to ask her before y'all get on the mic because she had to go to work. So before the show even started, maybe an hour before the mic cut on, my wife, Caitlin, asked Lovejoy some questions. But I really think that it's, it's, it's important to... Lovejoy stepped away because she had to use the bathroom. The one thing my basement is missing is the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. I'm clenching my foot. I'm 2%. What the fuck? It's a trident right there. It's right here. One thing I will say is anytime I know my episodes are about to go over, I know it's worth your listening ear. And Lovejoy is somebody. Is it a thing closer? No, that's the closest one. Unless you plug it into this. Where is it at? I'll plug it in my computer. Yeah. Um, it might be further. I will say that Lovejoy is someone that... Lovejoy. I told my wife when I said, I said, She's yo, I'm so excited to have her because we don't always have the voice of mature women on the show. Oh. And and so I want to correct the, the, the difference between older and mature. We don't always have the voice of mature women on the show. And she's someone that can pour into Chrissy and I, right? She has a daughter that's 15. And she's somebody that what we're talking about, like, even when we say, like, we're able to forgive our parents. or forgive our mothers in particular. She's like, wow, that's really refreshing to hear. So I just want to make sure that was something that we could talk about. Especially in, in the sense of, like, with her being someone that is a more seasoned listener and talking about... Forgiving these dusty ass niggas mm-hmm. that wasted our time. And as in the sense, as in the words of um, my hopefully first vice president woman, whatever her title is going to be, first woman, second woman, I am speaking. VP first black woman. I am speaking. Lovejoy was talking about like reclaiming your time. Oh, shit. She's taking the time. So something what that I didn't get chilling? a chance to talk about in the scroll that I want to make sure we talked about with Miss Lovejoy and and, and it, it kind of piggybacked Everybody on was asking about you. what she was talking she about in her people, girl. <laughs> what she was no, talking about in her sequence of events was in the scroll. Jeannie Mai talked about being submissive in her marriage. And oh. for those that don't know, Jeannie Mai is engaged to Jeezy. Jeannie Mai is ready for this, so go ahead. So Jeezy Mai said that she is excited to be submissive in her marriage to Jeezy. And a lot of times, submissive is a ne- has a negative connotation, especially to black women, right? And she was saying, I'm a boss in all facets of my life. I'm a boss. I'm the leader of all the teams that run my businesses and even the real okay. and whatever was going on. So when I come home, it is a relief to have a man that is the head of our household. Right. Mm. So I kind of wanted to talk to you ladies about how you felt about as black women being submissive to your men mm-hmm. and what the terms of being submissive meant to you. Wow. Wonderful question. I'm going to let 
I'm gonna give this to you. First I'm gonna my ass off, and then I'm gonna bring up the rear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I gotta put my strawberry. 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 Shout out Corey Chilling because Corey Chilling was in our 30 day challenge mm-hmm. of our dating app. Mm-hmm. And, and we gotta bring her back on. Yeah, and we gotta oh, bring him. On. Yeah. Him. Would yeah. your brother be willing to come on? He's right here. Hey, Corey, please look. We can schedule for him to come on the show. He might be a little too late. Corey would be all over the place. So go ahead. Go ahead and tell us about anyways, being submissive um, to your man. So being submissive to Stephen Moore. Um, I feel like Stephen is the first man that I was submissive to. Before, I was just like, y'all niggas won't worth me being submissive to. Right. And Period. that's, yo, you, the right fuck? out the gate, you made the y'all point that I wanted to up. talk about. Is that. Period. One thing I told y'all, even on this show, is that my brother has never dated a woman that was not black. Or a woman that was black. And so I feel like he's felt like black women are submissive enough. But I feel like black men need to give. The whole thing with black women being submissive is a level of trust. I need to be able to trust you to lead. Are you showing me the qualities that I can trust you to submit? Because just you being a nigga enough is not enough for me to submit. It's not. So go ahead, Chrissy. So... With that being said, um, being that babe is the guy to submit to, um, I would truly say that it took a lot out of me being that he poured a lot into me for me to be submissive to him. Um, Again, you reap the results that you benefit from. So being that, that, you know, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, I wasn't super tricked out with just doing it for anybody. I wasn't out here for anybody. I wasn't doing it for anybody. So therefore, like it took a lot out of me to actually, you know, be submissive to this man. Mm-hmm. And like I had to make sure that he was the right man to be submissive to. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't want to be submissive to everybody, anybody. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You got me fucked up. So with that being said, um, that's how I knew that I was being submissive to the right man when I started. When, first of all, he was pouring into me. Part two. And then secondly. It ain't nothing like a nigga getting a picture. (laughs) And then secondly. I like a nigga with a picture. And secondly, and I wanted to go on this when you guys were talking about it earlier. Like, just basically as far as, um, like, when you pour into somebody and they pour into you and vice versa. And then as far as, like, moving on and moving far, you know, past the part of like you know just that weird in between phase mm-hmm. you know sometimes you get that with that weird in between phase and you don't know what the fuck to do but at the same time it's like you know what this person has sold into me so much mm-hmm. and I've sold into them so much how about we establish a common ground mm-hmm. being that you know we start building upon you know he starts listening to what that's where the breakdown I feel like comes in where you know Love Joy had, you know, where he wasn't listening. He was like, well, I've just been doing what I've been doing for so long. Right, and he don't want to break that habit. Right, he doesn't want to break the habit. He's not willing to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you get the sacrifices in there, that's definitely Ooh. shit. Oh, I don't shake the same. It ain't a show with Chrissy unless she spill a drink. What the fuck? Okay. I can't get my mind right. Okay, okay. Just, just cut me off. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. God damn it. It's okay. God damn. It is not a show with Chrissy unless she spill a drink. The goddamn overflow. It's some paper towels you know, right you in know that what's room right crazy now. Is because these 
strawberry. You say you keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab the paper towels. Mm-hmm. Love Joy, can you expand upon? Oh yes, I'm so ready. First of all, these are filled with alcohol. Yeah, good. They're they're put them in my drink. No, no, put them in your mouth. I'm with Put them in my mouth. That's what she said. No, I'm about to literally put them in your mouth because they are strong as shit, and I'm just gonna feed them to you. This is why we need cameras, y'all. Period. No, these shits are fucking strong as shit. Like, I can't even take two. She's taking six. She's taking six. Oh, wait, wait, wait. She's going to get a boomerang. Look, I'm like giving you all. Hold on, hold on. Get a boomerang. Child, because these are wine-filled fucking. Infused. Infused with fucking goddamn deep eddy. Go. Cute. You got it? Let me see. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Why was I so serious about? You are so. Why was I so serious with my? What were intentional? Intentional. Right. Intentional. Intentional. I bought this roll of paper towels just for Chrissy because she said she's going to. Don't don't do me like that. Okay, so what's I'm my sorry. Little vintage Gucci. Come on, go go go. What's what's baby? Where the baby at? Oh, he she right here. So what is the what is what is the topic that we're dealing with? We're talking, we're talking about. about the the willingness of Jeannie Mai saying that she is excited to submit oh, to submission, her man. Submission. I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you're ready. Oh, I'm ready when we you ready, are. We're ready. Okay. I didn't give you the right topic, Claire. So, <laughs> y'all already know I'm long-winded, but I said what I said. Submission only come along, only comes along with the... Fuck. Submission only comes along with the proper admittance. Okay. All right. Submission comes along with the proper admittance. Okay. Mm. Your admittance for submission is solely based on what you feel is proper for your life. Okay. Now, I have a book of rules which I deem relationship norms and roles okay. are very respond are very important. Mm. Though I'm not a pioneer woman, meaning I don't stand in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant. Come on. I still value the basic roles of a woman and a man. Okay. And I feel if a man is fulfilling those basic roles, then he should be awarded now, I didn't say entitled. Okay. Awarded. Mm. Awarded. Awarded. With the roles of submission from a woman. Okay. If I were to make this in short, I would say, act like a king and I'll treat you like a king. Mm. Mm. That would be the, the very minimum of definition for me. Okay. Mm. And a man could say, what about me? And I would say, act like a queen and I'll treat you like a queen. However, the Bible says a man is Come to on. go and prepare a place for his woman. The and then he is supposed to go to her home and say, I have prepared a place for your daughter. And in that place, I'm going to assume the responsibility that you presently carry on as her parents. And what that means is I will take care of her. It's an announcement for me. It's an announcement. Mm. So with that announcement comes 
and a responsibility and that responsibility deems accountability and it's verbalized. Okay. That means it's real. It's sort of like a contract, right? Cause I can't think, I can't write down what you thought, but I can write down at least what you said. And at best, and I, I can, can write down what we agreed upon. And, and at best I can write down what we agreed upon. So I think that men in this day have forgotten their role as the man. Now let's talk about Keisha. You know, Keisha is a soft spot for me. I do. I understand that now. Because what Keisha, Keisha is a Keisha is a baby mama. It's just, what, that's what, a soft what, spot what, for what, me. What, what, what Keisha does is she eliminates the roles of a man and a woman. Mm. Because the only role that Keisha supplies is physical. Mm. She's, she's not, an enabler. She's not there to inspire. Yo, these young bitches need to be on. She's the not there to motivate. Girl, I'm serious. These young hot bitches, <laughs> yeah, hot do. girls, Hold Megan the Stallion, Stallion head ass. Keisha bitches. is not there to inspire, motivate, commend, uh, inspire. She's not there to do anything to build our man. Now, I want her to build a good man, not a bad man, because the bur- the worst thing Keisha can do is because she's already in the position to enable is to enable a bad man now that goes beyond her and him it goes to his mother we're not gonna get there today today we're gonna talk about the roles of a man and a woman and when it comes to submitting so when people say well what kind of girlfriend are you i'm the kind of girlfriend i need to be the kind of boyfriend that he is to me Mm. and as we progress in our boyfriend and girlfriend relationship my submission increases yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you wash his drawers? I, I might, depending on what he's doing. Mm. Do you mm. consider his feelings? Of course. But do I make life decisions Ooh, based off of my boyfriend? Hell fucking no. Mm. The only life decision that I'll make is the life for me, not for us. Because until you have proven yourself to be someone that I can fully submit to, mm-hmm. it's just me and my kid. So, do I believe that women should submit to men? Yes, I do to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But women have to submit to men who are submissible men. And if they're not submissible men, don't treat them as anything but a boyfriend. But that's why I say submissible is equivalent to trust. To trust. You got to earn chips all over there. You got to earn. You got to earn the submission. submission. And so, when we talk about the scroll and Jeannie Ma saying she's excited to submit to her man. What that means is I'm excited to be able to have a sense of relief, right? Because for so much of our existence is like, we got to be the CEO of our lives. Mm -hmm. And to finally come home and to be able to trust a man that I can take the passenger and follow him, you got to give me something to submit to. So here's the thing. I believe she should submit to him on, see, submittance, in my opinion, comes in levels. Mm-hmm. You levels. have the submittance level as the boo. Oh, shit. As the boo. You got the submittance level as the girlfriend. You have the submittance level as the fiance. And see, I thought that there's only one level. I don't submit until there's the grand level of wife. And then you have the submittance level as the wife. Mm-hmm. Okay? However... We all know the world we live in. You've got to submit to a certain standard to be able to keep a nigga if you feel like it. Mm, But but it depends on what you feel you should do for you. Because at the end of the day, it's you have to understand it's all about what you feel you need to do. Now, your level of submittance defines how you handle your nigga. 
There are a lot of women out here that feel like they got to feed their children before they feed their man. And and that is a big, a big thing amongst black women. Do I feed my husband or my children first? And I like to equate that to this one. So which one is it? Do you feed your husband? Do you feed your man, your children first? Your husband first. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, that's how I'm saying you why. When you're on an airplane, right? And that little pretty bitch in that skirt and them taupe tights. Can we talk about this? And them tote Not tights, really. when she comes to you, and they go through She the, said, you need to save yourself. You know why? Because I can't help you unless I've already helped myself. So a lot of women say, I'm going to feed my kids first. Well, you're, first of all, your kids, your kids are just kids. They're not paying no bills. Mm-hmm. They're not securing a life, and they're definitely mm. not fucking you. So your, ah! your, she's feeling it. Your children will get what they need as children. But if I don't secure, why is she talking to me? <laughs> if I don't secure the necessities of the relationship Jesus. as a priority, everything underneath that priority will, will fumble. You're not gonna have anything you need if the head ain't pleased. I'm just saying. I'm gonna smack my own self there, Chrissy. I'm gonna so, spare so, you. So this is a problem with our teens in our society that we live in. If we want to take it from teen to a to, to to adolescent to adult, these children need to understand their place. Your place is a child, and you know what a child's place is. Ultimately, it's your place to be. Jesus! to be fed. This is good. This is so good. Is it good, ma'am? <laughs> Ultimately, as a child, your place is to be fed, giving housing and clothes. That's it. Anything else is what you call a fucking privilege. She's shouting, and I praise the name of God in the name of Jesus. This is so good. So, so when a woman, when a woman, listen, let me tell you what it does because this is another Keisha complex. Look, I can't. Keisha complex. When a woman, when a that's a real thing. Okay, Lovejoy, you're sending us through so many emotions. No, so is the name of the episode Keisha complex? Keisha complex. Keisha complex. Because that's a real thing. Keisha complex. Keisha complex. The subtitle is I'm distant now. When a woman decides to put anyone before her man, even her children, what she does is diminish his responsibility and accountability for who he should think he is. Because he should never feel less than the children or you. Now, I know what we walk together. Guess what? We might walk together in a lot. Because I believe 50-50, if we're going to go 50-50, baby, I'm going to fuck with who I want to fuck with. Because we roommates at that point. You need to assume the response as as the head. You should assume the the head of the household. You should assume the response. Responsibility and the responsibility does not mean equal. Equal means I'm going to do me and you're going to do you, and together we make it happen. But for me to respect you, I'm going to give you what you show me you deserve. And if you want to be the head of this household, ain't no 50 50. It might be 80 20. Come on. It might be 70 30. Hell, it might be 90 10, but I'd be goddamn if it's going to be 50. Now, some people say, what show, what, 50-50 might be me taking care of the phone bill and the cable bill and sucking Uh -uh, dick. uh -uh. uh -uh, uh -uh. And sucking! But it's not going to be 
us saying, what's your half and my half? Because I've put in far beyond my half. But I bet your children. to deal my with your bum ass God. and your kids. Yup. Yup. The, yep. the man got I said and how children are involved. Said the Anytime man that, that children are involved, we have surpassed 50. I have surpassed yes. 50 the day that I said I'd accept you and your children. So at this point in time, you need to be. It's not about what I make. It's about what you make. And what Good I do God. with this family, because each day you come home as my role, your house should be clean. Your children should yeah, be yeah. kept. And even if we have pizza, your plate should be warm. Huh? I'm just saying, with that type, listen to me when I say this, with that type of love, <laughs> what in the way pool is going on, With Yo. that type of love. I should never wonder about a bill paid or a, or a food late. I should Almost. never wonder about my car, these hedges, and this house. I should never wonder about another bitch or nobody. Period. Even if you got another family, that bitch Period. probably never come around you. I'm just saying, know your role as a mm. man. These men want women to support them, but I'm here to tell you right now, if you think I'm going to support you, you got another thing coming. Either you weak or you gay, because that will be a Woo! That you gonna be the head of this household. <laughs> <laughs> She's shouting. Yo, Chrissy is legit shouting. insurance for that <laughs> so submission is great oh, when Jesus. it's done with the when, when it's I done right give me something to submit to it's basically what you saying is give me something to submit to too many women yeah, are, this too, is good too many women are this submitting and, and i'm gonna tell you something right now the submitting <gasps> the submitting it don't start when i when i make you my boyfriend it starts from day one it's not from day one. Especially when you talk about gender roles. Because oh, I definitely, Jesus. I definitely, because I think I that people also think that submittance is about full. gender roles, right? Mm -hmm. I'm too full. And I think that I if any time in my I life mean. I have melt, felt more of a submissive person, it is with my wife. Jesus. And it's not about being Ooh. a man, no. right? No. When I it's say about 
When I say gender roles, I don't mean male or female. I yep. mean, so I, so what I'm gonna do now, and and and, and, and I'm accepting cool. this moment right now as a, as an educational point. Come on, because it's not about gender; it's about dominance. It's role. about dominance. It's about because dominance no time in role. my life. Let me tell you something, and I promise on everything that I love. Jesus. In my 30 years of dating, I guess you could say, I guess 15 years of those would, would be dating years. And no point in my life did I feel like I needed to, needed to submit to anybody but Caitlyn Monroe. Right. right. Because she proved to me in my life where she stood, right? Mm-hmm. And as a woman, especially as a black woman, you got to feel like, what am I submitting to? Hey. You got to ask yourself the question, what am I submitting to? Yeah. And you really do. When somebody gives you the mentality of all I got to do is wake up, you be happy to wash them drawers. Come on. You be happy to cook them meals. You be happy to do whatever the fuck they need you to do. when you ask me Mm -hmm. why I deal with a man with four kids, because they do what you need done. And listen, it's, it's, it's a lot of people out there, right? It's a lot of people out there. There are a lot of people out there right now that yes. are. Can I just say this? This buff, this puff has lots of body. From red, baby. It's red. No, I am full. There are because there's a lot of doubters. There are a lot of doubters. Huh? When you ask me why I don't have a problem submitting, it's because when ma'am. I look and my lights are on. Huh? And no. when I look at my soul, but, it's fulfilled. But it's what they poured yeah. into yeah. you. You taught us you. that earlier. Yes, I it's did. It's what they poured into you. So when, when you I me, don't, I don't mind washing them drawers and cooking them meals. Yeah, when you have fulfilled my yeah. spirit, yeah. I, I got to because it actually feels honestly. Ooh, I'm gonna be honest. This is the ooh, first relationship ooh, I've ever felt where. Usually, I felt These like are, I needed to do good. those things yeah. in order to feel I'll worthy of the yeah. relationship, right? The, but in this instance, when somebody Ooh. pours into you and that person Ooh. is worthy of being submissive too, you feel like, well, damn, am I doing enough? Come on! Am I doing enough? Is yeah. cooking the that, meals and, that, and doing the laundry this enough? Good. This is good. And that's, this and, is good. And, that's, and then when they question you, why you're doing what you're doing? <laughs> it's unexplainable. Yes, it's unexplainable. <laughs> it's unexplainable. So someone on my live said, "Oh, hair by Carmody says so when someone can this lead, I agree. Trusting fully oh, is all that allows you to submit Jesus. because you cannot submit. Part of submission. Let me tell you something. Submissive is yeah, the exact same. Is is um synonymous with trust. Mm-hmm. Cut. When you trust someone, because what submissive means is I trust you with my bare self, right? It means that if I give you my bare who I am, all that I have to offer that you will appreciate it. So when niggas come and they expect you to submit and they're giving the bare fucking minimum and they want you to submit as they're cheating, as they are entertaining other bitches, as that they are not fulfilling their duties as a man, I I, I cannot agree with you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why a lot of women. Hey, hip hop Henry. I'm going to tell you why a lot of women in comedy broken. This is why a lot of women. This is why. Are you saying a lot of women or a lot of black women? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we, we need to specify. We, yeah, we, we can, need to we, specify. You know, I'm, I'm going to say black. You know why okay. I'm going to say black? Before I get into what I was going to sure. say, and I'm not going to spend too much time, I'm going to say black because white women accept niggas for what the fuck they Woo! don't. White 
White. Hold on. And niggas don't want to ride to the brim of the cup. White women accept men for what they don't have. Black women accept men for what they could have. It's a big difference. Mm. Now, now listen. Because we, so, we are staying having potential ass bitches. I, what I want to say about submission, the reason why the black woman is so torn by submission, and I'm going to give you an example, and I want you, any of yeah. you all that have watched this Tyler Perry Ooh. movie called, what was the name of the movie? Was it Taraji P. Henson? It was mm. called. Uh, it was called. Yes, Carmen. Somebody tell me what the name of the movie was called. With Tyler P. With 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 with, uh, with Taraji P. Henson. Mm-hmm. It was what called. Uh, 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 Diary uh, uh, of a Mad Black Woman. No, no, no. With Taraji P. Henson. Oh, acrimony. Acrimony. I'm gonna tell you why a lot of women end up hurt. Somebody sub- said she better preach. Yeah, from submission. <laughs> Come on, Carmen D. Because okay. what submission does to a black woman, it clouds her judgment when she's in, listen, when she's in love, when oh. she's in love, she submits naturally. That submission is clouded. So what that submission does is it opens her mind and her heart. She's running and you guys Chrissy better watch her. is running to the theater. She's taking a lap to the theater. It opens her mind up mm-hmm. to things that she normally would not be submissive to. Mm. However, one attribute of the black woman is to forever protect the black man. Come on, and they don't protect us. Hence, Meg the Stallion. Come on. And her issue with, what's the fella's name? Tori the Lane. Tori Lane. And guess what? Tory Lanez is facing a lot, but I can guarantee you, Meg the Stallion, in her soul. See, because black, we black women, we hold a specific amount of innate injustice for our black men. Even, we want to protect them even, even when they don't even protect to us. to the point where we are discretion, but we want to protect them. And I'm going to tell you one thing that's fucked up is that she was wrong, but the amount of ridicule that he's receiving, which is not even amounting to what, <gasps> what Breonna Taylor's murderers received, and they killed her unlawfully, and he shot her, is unjust. But she's going to go to sleep every night knowing what this black man did to her in an instant. Period. And it doesn't relate to what Breonna Taylor's murderers did to her. And I take that back to submission of black women. We submit in the face of the wrongdoing of our black men mm. because deep down inside, no matter how much you wronged us, we still want Stand the best by your for you. We still want the best for you. We will, we are willing to sacrifice our own. But that's the but that's our the own pride in our own. That's the same the, mentality that we had when we laid with Master and let him fuck us while you laid beside us. It's the same mentality that we had to pick the biggest barrel of cotton in spite of the beatings that you got. It's the same mentality that we had when you raised the children that Master born to us. We want to protect you. You know why we want to protect you? Because we know from day one. You were mm. taken and not voluntarily enrolled in what society mm. has given us. So even though we were hey, taken, Tiffany. we acknowledge your right as head. So as women, submissive 
We want you to take that right as head and let us prepare you for what the world has given, but only if you acknowledge us as who we are. So and Carmen what, D said just wanting to be wanted. Yes, and what that means is, and I'm going to offend some of my brothers right now, but you better... Go ahead and offend them because we done been offended you, enough. You better forsake these white women who you Woo! are calling your queens. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I got some friends who are painting the toes of white bitches and never forgetting date night. But you didn't do that for the black sisters who bore your children. Come on now. I always say Esperanza ain't on the front Who bore your lines. children. I think it's amazing how you can be everything a nigga should be to a white bitch, but to the black woman who gave birth and life to what is going to carry your air. You couldn't do right. You should have found every imp within your body to do right by that bitch. <laughs> That's just me. Oh, Lord. So when we talk about submitting, I'm going to submit to you as long as you are exemplifying yourself as the king. Now, here's another thing that Carmen D on our Instagram live pointed out, and I always believe this. Uncle. She said white women Uncle. are also raised Uncle. to be wives. We aren't as a whole. And I always say that, like, my grandmother told me, she said Woo. that white women go to college to meet their husbands, mm -hmm. right? And black women are taught to go to college so that you can be the head of your household and make good money and be a provider, right? And so I think that even when I look at, I went to a predominantly white high school, a lot of the girls that I went to high school with are married and have homes and all of these great things. Mm. But then when you look at black women, we are the most educated, but we are not married. So that, we are the least likely so, to be married. So that comes with two words. Mm -hmm. White privilege. I'm going to tell you why. White privilege. But they don't think that it exists. Listen, they get to they get to go to school and think that they get to they're going to college but, to meet their but husband. I'm, but I'm gonna tell you we this. don't go to the college with the mindset of meeting our husband. The definition. We go to college with the mindset of we're gonna carry our whole the fucking family. The, nef the definition yeah. of white privilege is no matter what you do in life, mm -hmm. you'll end up here. So come on, Patron you, style. You, you graduate from high school. And then at graduation, you're given the gift of white privilege. And guess what? This white Are privilege, you graduated with the right of black privilege? No. White privilege. That's a good question. White privilege takes you wherever your heart desires. Mm. But black privilege takes you wherever your blood desires. Mm. It is designed to make you into who you need to be to mm. get down the same straight path she took. But your path, it doesn't look like right. that. I'm going to tell you, I had an interview for work because I'm. this is something really sacred to me because I haven't shared it with anyone. I'm in the management position role like, trying to get there. Mm -hmm. And the white lady said, what's your definition of success? <sighs> and A I, white woman's definition of success and, and a black woman's definition of success. And because I have different. a notebook and I have all the tools I need, including my straight back hair because I wanted some faux locks. But in my department, it ain't what's going to be suitable for my interview. That's mm -hmm. another story. I said, I'm going to show you what success looks like. I drew a straight line with an arrow, and I showed it to her. I said, this is what the world would rationalize as success. Mm -hmm. I put it down, flipped the page, and I drew a squiggly line, roots and turns, and then it eventually entered into an arrow. I said, this is what real success looks like. And by real, I mean my success as a mm -hmm. black woman. 
Because though you might think that success goes from childhood to daycare to grade school to graduate school Please. to, to marriage. A success for a black woman looks like my child not being killed. My success looks like a series. And they said, what's your definition of success? I said, definition of it is a series of failures. That lead to an opportunity of greatness. And mm. I came up with that on my own. And that was the definition of those squiggly lines. So white people are given a straight and narrow. Mm. While black people are even. Well, we're the- forced to realize the beauty in like the downfalls yeah. in of our lives. So guess what? My squiggly lines, you know what they're filled with? Experiences. A child. Growth, opportunity, a home, music, love, mm-hmm. friendship, mm-hmm. cherishment. Mm-hmm. They're filled with so many things mm-hmm. that when you te- ask a white person, how was your life? You know what they're going to say? It was basic. It was basic. You know, when you I went to me, private when, school. When you, when you come to me in an interview and say, how'd you get where you Let are? Let me say the app on court. When you come to me and you say, how'd you get where you are? Guess what I'm going to give you? The ups and the downs. Too much for you to have in one show. Mm. Huh? I just need to put my iPhone in. Here. Uh, the show that I'm going to give you is too much for you to have in one show. Some Patron styles on our Instagram last said, repeat that. Listen, when a white person is asked what their struggle look like, it's Man, to, that don't even look like a struggle to black people. Like Especially to black women. It does not look like a struggle. Like, she I just... I, I, I just... I can't them. even... And so, that just kind of lends me to what you're saying is makes me think about like this week when I watched Kamala Harris on the debate stage with Mike Pence and the amount of restraint that it took for a black woman to not come across like she couldn't even appear as her full self without being labeled the angry black woman without being um, ang- um the label of angry hostile and even with the restraint Donald Trump had the audacity to call her a monster you know what i'm saying Why and did he say she was a monster huh i don't know if she said she was a muslim but i know that he called her a monster and so i'm like wow black women can't even appear as them as their full selves without white supremacy saying that they're a monster. And if that is what, and I also lend that to the, the ear of when us as black women look and so many of our black men, I really feel like black women are the only race of women, which is why I feel that single in the city is so important that black women are the only race of women where they feel invalued by their men. Where black men feel like it's some type of um, badge of honor or trophy to have an a quote unquote exotic woman. And they same things in their song like I got a foreign. I, I got, got a foreign, nigga. Your Honda is not a foreign. A foreign. Or or you know, my daughter has literally told me that the guys in her school say she reminds me of my mom, so I'm not gonna date her. Look. She remind me of my mama, so I'm not going to date her. If that is not the strongest thing I've ever heard. I'm going to tell you right now, my daughter already know the truth. And the truth is this. You are, ex- you, you are superior. You are beautiful. Mm-hmm. You are above everyone else. Mm-hmm. Even in your worst day, you supersede yeah, the yeah. rest. You are the prize, period, point blank. And... You know, my daughter has watched me go through a series of failed relationships, mm-hmm. 
and be in love. And even seeing my ex-boyfriend Tyrone with his new bitch. Come on, Tyrone. She <laughs> even she even said, Well, mama, he must not have had nothing else to do. I'm implanting, mm. you know, I'm implanting in my daughter her worth. But you know what the worst part about that is for me? It was always my dream to show my daughter a man mm. that knows how to treat a woman. Because as she gets older, I want her to seek the man. Mm that has treated me the way she should mimic. Mm. But we don't have that. So all she has to know is what not to fuck with. But she don't really know what to fuck with. So that is hard for me. And I thought that my last boyfriend, because he was such a provider. But providing is not everything. And that's what it taught me. Because I was at a point in my life where I felt like providership was everything. But even at 35 years old, that taught me so much yes. because I learned even through the relationship because I feel like even in your worst situation, you got to take away something. But you know what? I think the greatest, the greatest thing is that as a person that has no children, as a friend of yours that is a daughter, is the greatest lesson is to know that your daughter is watching. Oh, she's really right. watching. And what some of the greatest lessons that I've learned about dating is from my mother. Yep. Mm -hmm. Whether it be from my mother and my father, or whether it be from my mother and the relationship she's had post my father. And what your daughter is learning from you now is more important. Y'all are learning at the same time, exactly. and you may not even really realize exactly. it. And, 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 and I love the fact that she is learning at least that, you know, you know, the, the phrase is a negative plus a positive always equals a negative. However, I feel like I am one cent is better than what I had yesterday if mm -hmm. I gained it. Mm -hmm. So she's gaining some sort of knowledge and empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I don't have, any, Ooh, you know, um, uh, who who said it best? Who was, who was uh, Biden said a very important Ooh. thing. Okay, I just got a comment on our live. I'm listening. So, um, Parsons P said, "Black men want to receive the advantages of patriarchy. Of patriarchy. patriarchy. I'm so drunk. I'm so sorry. Of patriarchy. Therefore, they have to be dismissive of black women because we want to remind them from whence from whence they came." So where, where, where black women came was not a place of power. What I need you to understand is black women never came from a place yes, of power. We came from a place of a survival. Of survival. So we never came from power. If you have been dealt with a, a, a series of women in your life that are powerful, you need to embrace that. Because I need you to rechannel that energy thinking that we came from power. Black women, first of all, women. Black women in America. Women, period, have never been in power. So you think about if a woman wasn't in power, a black woman was 10 steps be below that. So black women have never been in a place of power. Mm. You, I think what you're struggling with, no shade, is a sexuality where you think pussy is power. How <gasps> and pussy is not power. However, what you need to understand <laughs> is black women have only been in a place of submission because we never ever 
had any rights. I've studied women's rights in Virginia. It was one of my courses as I got my history degree, and not one black person was mentioned even in the course. So black women have never had a place of power. We've been striving for, for a place of equality. Quality, mm. but what you know, Period. what what you know from the standpoint that you have uh-huh. is that black women have been faced with a place of power, and we have so not. pussy is no longer power. It's not. It was never power. It was never power because guess what? I have pussy, mm. and so does another bitch. So does a white bitch, and so does the white bitch. But I'm going to tell you one thing a white bitch doesn't have that I have, and that's her skin complexion and the history that comes behind that. Because all too often, black men feel like they've got the prize. They got the prize. White ice is colder. Because she's either, because because she's lighter than your mama or she's whiter than your mama. And I would say this just like, don't judge me on the superior, judge me from the competition. And if I'm the competition, bitch, I supersede any bitch that's near me. Period. 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 And the Keisha complex. Yes. Man. The Keisha, missed, the Keisha complex judge on the Keisha judge on the Keisha complex. She judged on the superiority. So if she judged on the superiority as white, she's going to do anything and everything that my brown ass won't do. And what my brown ass won't do is accept you. And see, that's the thing that I feel like. I feel like a lot of our black men, I feel like they they say that white women are less combative. And they what are. I feel like is that white oh, women will not are less combative. White women are white less women combative. are less combative than white than black women. But what I really think it is is that when we talked about earlier that the you will only rise to the level in which that cup that styrofoam cup. And white women sometimes can be that hole in the middle of that styrofoam cup. Black women will hold you accountable for what? A white woman's styrofoam cup is not a cup. It's the universe. <laughs> they don't have a cap on what they can do and will Jesus, do. Jesus. So, and that's good. the thing. That's why That's why I feel like we so have many a times. No we have, have a cap. cap. Black women, women will no hold men and people so, accountable so, for I, how you treat us. I for you how up. you talk to us, yes. for how you speak to us, and how you perceive us. But then you, I also feel like white women, I feel like black women, especially millennial black women, we feel as though, like, I've talked about this time and time again on our show, where my grandmother has said, like, to me, like, I don't know why you can't meet somebody nice. You smart, you educated, you're halfway red. I don't understand. But halfway red ain't good okay. enough for these niggas nowadays. Black right? women right. have a cap. Because Black women do have a cap. We have a cap because we know that what goes beyond that cap requires me and you. But white women don't have a cap. because but white we, women will accept Because they got that privilege. Because guess what? Beyond the cap, when we, when we go beyond the cap for a black woman, we, we got to be together beyond the cap. But a white woman... She can carry that on her own. She can carry it on. You know why? Because she can use her last white, name. White privilege... Takes a white woman beyond the cat with your black ass. But, but when I'm a black, oh. but when I'm a black woman and I want to beyond the cat with your black ass, we are both fucked up. Yup, we're, we're stagnant. Come we're on now, stagnant. Tiffany said I am triggered. Ma'am, <laughs> this is a real ass conversation. Oh my it's god, it's yes. different for a yes. system. I think even 
as black women, we tiptoe around this conversation, not trying to be funny, but we have we have white women complex. Yeah. And y'all all know what that is. We have white women complex where we got a white friend or we got a white woman that act down and she cool Man, fuck a, that shit. No, no, no. Man, no, fuck no, that shit. Because we all have that white girl that is, you know, that understands and so I'm gonna touch and on to, a certain, to a certain extent. I'm but a, let's be very honest. She's not relative. I'm going like, to touch on something that a lot of people out there that might be listening might not want to hear this. I'm going to get real up in this well, microphone. She about, to, she about to get in the mic? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to crucify my brother for fucking with a white woman. But I might praise my sister with a white man for allowing herself so to so step there, outside so the is, boundary. So there is, so there is a no, house. let me tell you why. Let me tell you why because I have even felt this in the sense of myself. I have, as a black woman, had to take an amount of courage to date outside of my race. I did. Because black women are so loyal to black men. And black men are not that loyal black to us. But I'm so when I see a black man dating a woman that is not black, sometimes right. I see him as a sellout. So but when I see a black woman that is dating outside of her race, I say, wow, sis, you and took that courage. So you took that step. Because Jesus. I know for a fact the length of which we will settle for things that are beneath so, us. That we will compromise black, things that are in our best interest black, in, the, in the instance of a black man where black, we take that as a... Oh, black women. Black women. Black women date black men for loyalty. For loyalty. Now, Black, for loyalty, black men, our obligation. Wait a minute, white women for comfort. Ooh, it's a very. It's mm. not even a fine line. It's a thick line. I'm gonna date this white man, and even if it means we can revert it back to slavery, yes. because some of you historically inclined people will revert that back. But guess what? Even the slave master took pity on the slave he was fucking because he had feelings for her beyond what he had for his wife mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yep. Now, yep, 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 yep. you date the white woman so for one reason only. She allows you wow. to be mediocre. She allows it. She allows you to be mediocre. And if you feel like she's being combative or as they like to pin us, Angry, angry black women you go date this white woman but guess what you're not even dating a bad white bitch no nope. dating a fat white bitch you dating a white bitch that ain't got shit you dating a white bitch that make you think your trailer trash no class having no education tooth missing no job having ass is the Yo, superior I'm and i'm gonna let you know right now that you dating this white bitch is because her sister wouldn't look your way. She wouldn't even tolerate the bullshit. She wouldn't oh look my your God. way. Man. I'm just saying. But you know why I'm going to date a white man? I'm going to tell man. you why I'm going to date a white man. It's not because he makes me feel more like a black woman. He makes me feel more like a 
woman. He makes sure that every need I have is met. He makes sure every want I have. He doesn't make me ask for or explain myself. He doesn't look at Mm -hmm. my children as an obligation, priority, or a hindrance. He accepts me for who the fuck I am. No matter how fake my ass or big my titties or flat my ass or flat my chest, he looks at me for what I can bring to the table. And what I can bring to the table is what I'm supposed to be a nurturing woman living in my role but you black men don't know what your role shout out to parsons p she said she said what she said So your role (laughs) this is your role your role as a black man is to accept us as the white man does but because your role hold up hold up hold up reverse that your role as a black man is to accept us as the white man does. But because society... Because white men will treat us yes, black women... Yes, like queens. Like, but like because, queens? Come but, on. But this, come on, because I, I was just looking at, looking at Eve's Instagram. Listen, because society and post-slavery has taught the black man... That because you can buy the same things a white man can buy with the same suits and shop at the same stores. Because society has taught as post-construction that being black and being able to shop and do what white men does is superior. You forgot Come what on is superior. Because the white man been telling you what's superior all along. Because he been trying to have. And that's the black woman. woman. He been trying to have a black woman. It's the black woman. People don't. People don't. That's why all these white Look, women out here, here. they're trying to my, inject their lips. They're trying to get mama, a fat ass. My mama like always us. told me, you got that scent on you. She said, you got that scent on you, girl. And I'll be telling my daughter, you got that scent on you. Let me tell you something about that scent. It don't matter what you look like, the melanin in your skin. And Maya Angelou said it best. It's the sway in your hips, the fullness of your lips. You got it, girl. You got you it. You got it. Period. You got it. And it's so crazy because black men are the only species that I've ever felt have ever tried to take that from me. Every, every, and, I, and this is, po- this podcast is never to down black men, right? Never to down. Never I, to down black men, but I can kings. only speak from my experience, right. right? And I will say that in my experience in dating, in my experience of having a black my brother is a black man and him never, I have especially been disheartened because, and I've expressed this with my brother. I have especially been disheartened with my brother because he has not dated black women and black women are the same women that have uplifted him, that have protected him. And for you not to see value in giving your love and commitment and nurturing to a black woman is particularly offensive to me. And it hurts me as your sister, as someone that values black people. I, I, I just, I want, this is exactly why I say that single in the city is so important. It is. When someone told me that your podcast only speaks to black women and they said it as a negative, I said, that is awesome. It's awesome. It is awesome because black women are the only people in this country that have a very unique experience in dating in this country, as in their men are not desiring them. White women do not have to walk into a room and wonder if white, if white men are desiring them. Right. Black women have to question if they're... If their own men yeah. want them. Yeah. For my That's big facts, because you always look in a room and you be like, 
Oh, that nigga only like white women. You already know. For my 15-year-old daughter to say, Mommy, the, the boys in my school, they only date black girls. But guess Ooh. what? I mean, white girls. I'm sorry, white girls. But guess what? They're not, they're not even dating Becky. They dating the white girl with the weave and the nails. Yep. And the attitude. Yo, of black women. They're, they're, they're dating. You are speaking to they, my soul. They are dating the white girls who choose to cultural appropriate, appropriate. the black persona. I have said this time and time again. I said so many of the it's Kylie open. Jenners of the world have become caricatures of black women. So and that my thing is like if black women are them full are their full selves they are considered ghetto, but if Kylie Jenner wears long nails and purple weave she's a trendsetter. But I can date back to when Lil Kim did it. It was ghetto and she was a hood rat and she was sexually deviant. That's my daughter. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank but you. when black women do the same thing, we aren't revered and we yeah. are the pioneers. And the main thing I always say is. It's always it's ghetto until proven fashionable. So I've watched I've watched um, reality TV shows like we got six, some live comments coming in. Okay, Go like ahead. sixteen and pregnant, and and I've heard some of the girls say, "I want my baby to have good hair, so I'm a, I'm gonna date a Ooh. black guy," or I, you know, and and our black I blame our black fathers because this is no shade, and if my homeboy happens to hear this, it's much love to you. But how do you think? What example do you think you're giving your son that you dated his mother mm. and your other son's mother, which are black women, and now you are head over heels in, in love, love with, with the, a white woman that don't look like him? And I'm gonna say this off the record. I'm gonna say this off the record. Say this off the record. You me pause this? No, you have to pause it. Okay. He took the soup. You ain't, you better get off my phone. Hold on, what? He took the woman to, to Africa. Oh, no, bitch. She oh, fucking no. She now, I, in the beginning, you, you know, I'm going to tell you something right now. It, it, it is very, it's, I, I don't have any shame in feeling like my, my opinions have changed as time goes on. Because I can base my opinion off of how I'm living today and what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying to myself, of all the places, that's what you said, her? Yeah, yeah. But I will say on some real shit, that's a thing with the younger generation. Not it's a thing with the younger generation, but my boys come home and they're dark-skinned guys. They they will easily tell me on any day. Yeah, I was, was going to say this. <laughs> say they easily that. tell you what? They yes, will Patron easily style. tell me any time that... The boys at their school like light skinned boys yes! with curly hair. With curly top. hair. Like, and, and that's some real shit. They like they don't like us. They don't like us. They don't look. Let crazy. me tell you I'm something. Like, Yo, y'all are good. I have boys. said this time and time again. And and I mentioned this on my show before, but I'm gonna mention it again with deeper context. When I my wife identifies as brown, but she is a gypsy, right? And so we were talking about something, and she said, I like black women only. And something about that resonated with my spirit because I had never really heard nobody say they like black women only in my life, including black men, right? And so... Look at Ro. Hey, Ro. 
I never met anybody that said they like black women only, right? But I I remember telling someone that I love that I was going to create a shirt that was going to be a movement that said black women only. And it was for black men. Well, one, it was for black women to know, like, when you walk into a space that your black men want you. And desire you, and that you are the preference, right? Because so many times we walk into a room and we don't feel like we're the preference, even amongst our own men, right? And the person that I loved told me, well, black women gotta stop being so ghetto. Excuse the fuck out of me. So, you mean to tell me that all these other ethnicities of women can be? Quote, unquote, ghetto. They can be the characteristics of ghetto. They can have long nails. Say it again. They can have pink hair. They can have a fake uh, fat ass. But because I'm naturally black. But because I'm naturally black, now I'm ghetto. First of all, I would love, and this is mad random, but my little brother, Corey, dates white girls and has dated white girls a lot. I'm about to put him on the spot. I've done it too. I've done it too. I put my brother this on the is spot. The thing. Don't call me ghetto if you date a ghetto white bitch. Pick, pick, no. but, they, but that's the thing. They but don't they see don't, the white don't, girl as they ghetto. Don't, they, don't, they don't see her as ghetto. They see her as being down. Period. That's what's crazy to me. They don't so see. She's down, but I remind period. you of your mama. Corey, yes. Corey. They don't Corey, see. So they do Corey? not see the Where's white Corey? girl. Where's they Corey? don't see Where's the white Corey? girl or the. Um, racially so ambiguous girl who wears long nails and colorful right, hair right. and talks but like black, I talk. But to be honest, the white girl is doing way more than the black girl with you get So Why? Because, you know why? Because she's a caricature of me. Caricature. And she's a caricature of me and it's so always an embellishment. A, this is a good time to have my little brother on because we are, first of all, is that your little brother? You need my charger? So, yeah, because my charger is done. So shout out Corey, Corey Chillin. And hey, hey Lonnie. Hey, hey Patron Style. Um, that's that's my assistant-in-law. Hey Lonnie. So Hey Ro. So, anyways, so let's make this long story short. Both of our brothers, both Chelsea. Oh, Corey said hey y'all. Hey Hi, Corey. Lonnie. And it's so crazy because my brother's name is Corey. Yeah, so Chelsea's name is Chelsea's brother name is Corey. Chelsea's name is Chelsea. First of all. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Chelsea's brother name is Corey and my brother name is Corey and they both have dated white women and our biggest and our biggest thing is why do you date white women and why do you think that they're more related why do you why do you find a white woman a white woman as a trophy when she's doing the same shit a black woman does and you don't see it as ghetto Okay. Okay. What, so what, I, what want you you to, I want you. I want you to put the words in your own mouth. Do we need to call your brother so he can yeah, be a blue? Yeah, you might need to be a little louder. Hold on, we might need to call you because you're a little low. Uh, you, hold on, can y'all hear me? I can hear you yeah, now. We can hear you now. Oh yeah, I was just saying I ain't really. Oh shoot! Hold on. Uh, we about to call Corey. We about to have to call you because my phone going in and out. Hold on. I'm gonna call on. Corey. T- yeah, hang up with him. I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna call him. We gonna call you. We gonna call you. Oh yeah, my phone's acting crazy as fuck. Yeah, we in the basement. We're gonna call you. We're gonna call you. Hold on. Take a picture of us. Yeah, that is. This is oh, a good shit. I'm telling you, Lovejoy is shaking the table. Lovejoy is shaking the motherfucking table. 
I can't get my damn phone right. Oh, wait. Okay. Well, I'll just do it. Goddamn. And everybody joining my live when my phone ain't right. Yeah, I'm you wanna, on my First line. of all, shout out my puff. Title required. Hey, yes, um, first of all, shout out Lovejoy. Lovejoy will be featured on The Real Housewives of Potomac this week. Period. I just had all these people. My, okay. I don't know what's going on in my live. But um, you got my little brother number? Nah, I'm about to get it from you. I saw it's all right. I know it's 757. All right. Hold on, let me pause this. It it is. Is. All right. Hey, Corey. This is Corey. This is Christina Chrissy T, the bar resident bartender's brother. And it's a coincidence because my brother, his name is Corey, and he prefers women that are not black. Okay. Corey. I am holding your feet to the fire. I have the word on the street. <laughs> Period. The word on the street is that you have dated women that you have a preference for women that are not black. Why Say is it that? ain't so. Say it ain't yeah. so. Yeah. I, that was just like a little thing. You know, I did with that. I ain't really discriminating nobody colors. Like, so, like, you know, like. Yeah. All right, nigga. You trying to clean it up now. It's not about discrimination. But my question is. What is it about white women that attracted you in the first place? Yeah, ain't yeah. No ain't no reason that I mean, I I mean, there's no like reason. Like I. It's a reason, whether you want to acknowledge I, it or not. It's a reason. Well, I, I'm no, nah, it's really not a reason. What y'all want me to say something like? <laughs> so, what is your preference? I want what, to is your preference? Your preference. what is your like, preference? What is your optimum? What is what is your optimum preference for a woman? Like a black woman, like I realize that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. After dribbling and dabbling at what I was doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't really connect with, you know. Like, Do you think like it's the person. times that we're living in that you realize? Yeah. You realize that's now that in no, the society that we're in now that there's no woman that's going to relate to you like a black woman? Is it? Do you think yeah. it's the time that we lived in that has kind of brought that to your forefront? Yeah, not saying that, like, you know, white women can relate with a black, but, you know. Like, right about now, yeah, we need, you know what I'm saying? And nothing's wrong with that. I appreciate that because even, my thing is, even, my my objective with this show is never to put you on the spot. But even if it took a moment in history for you to realize, like, damn, nobody's going to get me like a black woman gets me. I think that that's a narrative that even black women need to hear because that's comforting to us. Because I'm going to speak to you from a black woman that has always felt that when you walk into spaces where you see successful black men, and we already know we've had you on the show technically before, you're an engineer major in school and you're on the path to success, that black men on that trajectory do not desire black women. No. So it is, it is great to hear from a black man that... Feel like he went through some things. That you went through some things and you realize, you know what? I thought... That a black, a white woman or woman that wasn't black may have been a status symbol. I need some structure. Right. Mm. So, what is it about a black woman that you have grown to appreciate during these times? Structure. Big fat. Good, good home cooking meals. Let you know what's up, like for real, like nigga. That's fine. So my question is to you. This is my question. You really need that because like white girl probably be like letting you. All right, so this is my question to him. All right, so we got a question for you, Corey. Right, so with 
your real with your realization that a black woman can bring you much more substance than a black, than a white woman can. Are you willing to measure up to meet mm. that substance that a black woman mm. gives you, or will you be more inclined to Child, downgrade to the minimalism of a good. white woman? I don't even know. I ain't really like for real. Like I. Me, personally, when I was dealing with, like, white women and stuff, like, that was just because of my area. Like, that's what was around me at the time. Like, that's all I seen. I didn't really see, like, too many, like... Okay, all right, all right. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to cut you off, but if you, if you found a, a black woman that was willing and able to give you what she was supposed to give you in her role to you, would you be willing to level up? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I can respect that he simply said yeah. Do you feel like we have a more influence on you than white women? Do you feel like black women have a more positive influence? influence. Positive influence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like I really be like that shit really is real. Like when I'm with like the you know what I'm saying, like just chilling, like and you know, like with a black like my shit really you know, shit really be flourishing, like, you know, everything, like niggas is Eating good, like you know, I'm on. Why everything equates to eating good? Because, because a black because a, a black wife know that you want your meatloaf with gravy, not with red sauce. Period. And the black woman is gonna hold you. The black woman is gonna hold you more account. I don't know. Some you know. You never know. Some of us like put that gravy on that meatloaf. But <laughs> but the black the black. What's his name? Corey? Corey. 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 The black woman is going to hold you more accountable mm-hmm. in your life than the yeah. white woman now, is. Now, Corey, can I also tell you something that you may not have realized as a black man in dating white women that what black women feel? Sometimes black women feel that you treat white women Way better than you would treat a black woman. Why? Because you know that you have a daddy to answer to. Um, because that when you feel like you have something that is a quote unquote because trophy, white women will assume the responsibility before you. But I, I, I have felt in my life that even and and I, and this is not to put you on the spot because. Chrissy, I always tell people that Chrissy feels like we have lived parallel lives, even to the sense that our brother's name is Corey. My brother's name is Corey, too. And I have felt like my brother has treated women differently. Like, I felt like if my brother was with a white, my brother has a preference of white women or women that are not black. Huh? My brother, my brother is 32. Or 33. He'll be 33 in November. But I have also felt that my brother has... I said, if my brother had a strong black woman in his life, in the forefront of his life, things may have turned around quicker for him because there are certain things that black women are not willing to accept and will push you to and excel you to because we feel the pressure. And the way that we, as black women, were raised, even in the same household. This is good. Chrissy and I... I, she hasn't told me her experience, but I know for a fact that black families will push the women to be strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And will allow the black men to be yeah, a little yeah. bit weaker yeah. than the black woman. 
And mm-hmm. so the white woman will uphold certain standards that a, bl- a black woman will not stand. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that if my brother had dated a black woman, he may have like reached his peak sooner than if he would have a white woman. Period. And so my okay. question to you is, when you were dating white women, and before you came to oh, this realization were, um, that maybe sad. a white, a black woman was what was well, best yeah, for you, what was your thought process in dating a woman? Was it literally just proximity that brought white women were what was in your area? Or what, or in honest speaking, that white women almost seemed like the forbidden fruit? Hmm. Mm. Um, yeah. No, nah, I never looked at them as Mr. Benefit because I always like been around, like I said, like since a kid, like white people and white women, like so I never really looked at them like they always stuck with me, like, and I knew how to like push it to them, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, be like kind of like, you know, like so they could come to me and shit, like they wouldn't be scared and shit. So. Like, I never really looked at him like that. But I do feel like, and I'm going to talk from his sister. I'm going to talk from his sister and not a point of view from the fucking podcast. I do feel like he felt like Lindsay was a forbidden fruit. Not Lindsay. She was a thick white girl. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't your average. She was the best of both worlds. She wasn't your average ass white girl. Like, you can't say that. You won't hip to it. Right, 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 right. It's like I just had a fat ass of a black girl, but with less mouth. Exactly, with less mouth. And and that would deal with more. And that would deal with more. And that won't say shit. When I fuck up, when I cheat on her ass, she'll bring me fucking back every fucking time. Hold up. How do you know that I cheated on my? Lindsay. Did you cheat on Lindsay? No, I didn't. Ah, you lying! No, I'm not. I, I never cheated on her. Okay. Well, my question, my it's thing is, I, I just want, this This show was never to bash men, especially black men. I really want this to be a space where black women can gain some understanding. You know what I'm saying? About themselves. About other. themselves. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. the perception that I want sometimes black men to realize that whether y'all realize it or not, the effect that y'all have on black women. You know what I'm saying? And so imagine a world where black men, imagine this whole Black Lives Matter movement is led by black women. Wow. It's led by black women. And then also in the duality of that effect is we also know that we don't feel appreciated by our black men. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're willing to sacrifice our freedom. Our reputation, our careers for black men, but we don't necessarily feel it in the converse. And so this space is never to to downplay black men. We just want to create an open space for people to correspond. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of avenues where black women accept, okay, when being scorned by white women, okay, or, or other women, period, they accept more shit than they would usually accept. Mm. I know for a lot of, for a lot, no, for on some real shit. Yo, y'all niggas be choosing these white Yo, women because they accept more shit than we do. Period. My, I will say from what a, I will say from a firsthand perspective that I have talked to some of my white friends who have said like, yeah, I know that if I was dating a white woman, a black woman, she would not accept yeah. this from me. Listen, I have dated. Black guys and her white women say to me, why don't you just deal with it? Why you got to argue? Yeah, I yeah. have literally had that from white women. Like, yeah. why don't you just let him do what he does? So before we get off the off the phone with you, Corey, 
one thing I do wanna I would do wanna highlight is I want you to tell me what you respect and appreciate most about black women. Come on, come on, make me proud. Corey? What happened to him? Corey? Oh, he done. Oh, wait, I turned the volume down. Corey? I was say dead air. Yeah, I'm trying to. Think. My bad. I turned the. You oh, trying to think? Trying to yeah. think. It take that long? I mean, I just want to have a great logical, you know, thought about answer. Like, All right, I, so I, tell me what I, you I appreciate most before we log off the phone with you. Before we wrap up this wrap up this episode, we have a black man on the episode. What do you appreciate most about black women? Hmm. What I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Sure. What are you thinking? Wow. I mean, think about hard. your mother. Think about your sister and your mother. <laughs> yeah, I guess I appreciate. Um, you know, like how they keep it real. You know, keep it hundred. Like, and don't just take whatever. Well, think, not that somebody. Think mm-hmm. about Alice. Think about Alice. I mean, I'm not. What you mean? Like, that's my mom. Period. And she <laughs> makes sacrifices for you. That's a black woman. I know, but I'm saying, like, you said. He doesn't quit. My doesn't girl, quit. right? He doesn't. He doesn't. All right. Well, change. thank you, Corey. We're gonna. I'm gonna hang up the phone because my phone about to die. All right, thank you, boo. All right, so I'm gonna, right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys what I, what, when, when, when I'm when, so I ain't gonna lie, Chrissy, that disappointed me. All right, so listen, yeah, when but he had to think that hard when about I, when I think sex. about when I think about a black man, in spite of everything that I've been through. Yeah, I don't need a situation or a person to make me think about a black Ma'am. man. <clears throat> so when I think about a black man, right, this is what I think about. I think about a warrior. I think about. Someone who would risk everything around him for the betterment of his family. I think about someone who would die for me. And that's what the original essence of the black man was. I think about someone. When I think of Kunta Kente, that nigga would rather cut his feet off than go by another name. I think about someone who would risk it all. I think about someone who would lift me up in the in, in the idea mm. that the Bible says because Come the Bible on. says and and they raised her up and they called her woman mother. Mm. Why do you think that this is so naturally for us to describe? And 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 and, 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 and I think about at the end of the day when I think of the word man, mm. I think about providership. I think about someone who would never ever think about anything other than me as priority and the things that I have in my household. I think about someone who doesn't have to guess or think or even think about what's number one in his yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think about somebody who in the face of a smoking gun could immediately make a decision that would enhance my life. When I think about a man, I think about my future mm. and I think a lot of men don't even know what that means mm-hmm. because they're not willing 
See, I'm the type of bitch. I'm willing to die for my friend. Come yeah, 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 yeah. Come on now. Jesus. Let alone die for my spouse. Uh-huh. So men don't even understand what it means to the stand up in the face, look, in the face joy. of adversary. Joy, let me tell you something. I think so many people don't even understand the dedication of a black woman. Mm-hmm. They really don't. They do not understand the dedication 15, of a black woman. I was woman. 15 years old at Eagle Irie at the retreat because my church went there every summer. And we we did a skit. And they said, would you die for this person? I said, I would die. If it meant for her to live, I would die for her. Because I value life so and much. So many. Look, 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 let me just say this. So many black women have had that emotion for people that have not had that same reverence for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a trauma that black women have come to the realization of, especially with the said, recent account of Breonna Taylor. Men, I wish black men could hear the word. Yes, especially exactly. with the reverence of Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. That so many black women are willing to lay their lives on the line for not just black men, but for humanity. And we don't feel that in return. Yeah. Can I speak that? Can sure. I speak on that? Um, I do feel like it's, it's it was a slightly embarrassment for my brother to speak on and having to... Don't be embarrassed. No, no, no. But it was. like Because my but, brother but, would say the but, same thing. Exactly. But that's what I was just about to say. It's an embarrassment for our brothers. It's an embarrassment for our uncles. It's an embarrassment for so many others that we know that it's just a second hand to be uncomfortable with describing the words that we feel about a black woman but we can describe the same feelings how we feel about a white woman or or a foreign bitch or you know Mm -hmm. we can rap about songs or we can Mm -hmm. fucking sing about that shit you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day i will see i I will say that at the end of the day when i want to just just Go, um, go off of what you said about black men. So when I think about black men, not only do I have to not only reference a black man, because mm-hmm. automatically my reference is my dad, yeah, my stepdad, yes. my yes. baby daddy. Yes. Okay, yes. so 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 I don't. But even if with me not referencing them, I think about you know what you know what I want to be to them. My, I want to be their protector. Yes. I want to be their but voice of reason. who is there to reason. protect us? Yeah. Who is there to Onto protect Russia, us? Onto Russia. Even Even that's what Love Joy was speaking from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Who is there to protect us? Because even in we the, will lay down our lives yes, in the know. sake of black men, in the sake in the sake of humanity. Mm-hmm. Even well, who even, is willing to even even the in the midst that? that was a, even in wow. the midst of a black man doing us wrong. We are still there to protect them. But I think but I think it, it, it wouldn't resonate with us that it doesn't make us feel a little uncomfortable that a black man has to think and we automatically know. But but Look, you know, let me say something you know that breaks my heart. Let does. me let me just be honest. Mm-hmm. For a and for years it has broken my heart that as a black woman who has stood for Black Lives Matter. Who has? And let's be honest. Black Lives Matter is is isn't a forefront for Black women. It's a forefront for Black men. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, black Lives Ma- women who have sacrificed their freedom, mm. who have sacrificed their livelihood. It has broken my heart that 
as a black woman, I am willing to give any and everything that I have for the sake of my brother. But my brother would not date Come a woman on. that looks like me. And it bothers me. It I bothers can't... me. It bothers me. You really cry? Your mom. I'm about to cry. Your, I'm your, about to cry. Your mom. It you has bothered me. You, you ain't no woman. My mother. My mother. Is anything a, like your listen mother. Listen to this. My mother is a hairstylist, right? My mother's a hairstylist who, and she's the beginning era hairstylist that made it professional. My mother was making $100,000 in the 1990s. Right. Which, that was like basically being a millionaire. I'm really trying to compose myself. I know, I see you. My mom has sacrificed so much for me and my brother. Mm, mm, mm. And for my mother too, my brother. Dated somebody who was a hairstylist. Mm. And he wouldn't date somebody because they were a hairstylist. Oh, really? They were biracial, but they were a hairstylist. But because they were a hairstylist, my brother wouldn't date them. It broke my heart. Mm. Because I know as a black woman, as an entrepreneur, what it took for my mom to stand on her own two feet. Exactly. To never depend on anybody for a paycheck, but depend on herself in her literal two hands. Mm. If my mom had carpal tunnel, she couldn't make no money. My mom, as a young woman, instilled in me that, Chelsea, I got to make $1,400 in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to make the mortgage. Yeah. And for my, my brother to not date somebody because she was a hairstylist. And that reminded him of his mother. Because that's just like I tell you, my my daughter says the black boys don't want to date the black girls because they remind them of of their their mother. It broke my heart because it isn't about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And this I think we definitely this need is to make not sure. the alcohol. This is no. Not I think we just definitely real. need to make sure exactly. that Carolyn listens to this. It was a lot of gems that and were this dropped is tonight. The thing. I want my mother to know, despite all her faults, I appreciate her. Mm-hmm. My brother would not date somebody because they were in the same profession as my mother. Mm-hmm. What I saw was my mom use her own two hands mm-hmm. to create a future for my brother and myself that she didn't even couldn't even fantasize in her realization of her mind herself. She was just doing what she could. She could mm. but she was doing the best that she knew to my get mom, by. My mom was putting us in summer camps that cost $3,000 a child. Wow. That even now was expensive. Mm-hmm. But my mom wanted us to be exposed to horseback riding, mm-hmm. to archery, to bridge. Yep. And for my brother to say, she don't, he don't want to date nobody because they are a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. It broke my heart. And so it just brings back to me so many times that black women in history mm. have sacrificed their bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I think of Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings, she sacrificed her children because she thought that they would be free mm. to lay with this white man. And my brother to say, I don't want to date her because she's a hairstylist. As a mother, we go to sleep. We can't sleep and, at night. And, and that's why I think it's important. Unless. Because you are a mother and we are not. Yeah, um, we're not. We, we, we're we, not. we really, we, we, listen, listen. 
My mama, mother laid the ultimate sacrifice. Listen, your mama is a good woman. My thing is, I have done my own hair and I have a carpal tunnel. Huh. I'm like, yeah. how does my mama not have back pains but, and wrist pains but even, but even from dealing with people's hair? A real mother does not is is not ever able to go to sleep at night and feel. And as a good. sister, as Safe. a sister, I can only imagine as a sister how it hurts me. Yeah. That my brother would not date a woman based on her profession because of my mother. And my mother sacrificed her whole life with a man that would not pay child support. Uh-huh. Didn't take him to court because she didn't want to make him another black man in the penal system. Right, right. Listen, when a, when, when, when a black woman says that they have they are done, yeah. it's because they have done all they can. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, your mother... Did what she could with everything she could do. But, what but she but, had, but but with what she had, and what, I don't care what nobody says. A real mama can't go to sleep at night with the notion that her child is without. And when I, I never went without. When I say without, I, I just got mad at my daughter early on in the week because she's a teenager. She she just snapped at me. She's a teenager, and I said, "Girl, you got three thirty five hundred dollars." In your mouth, because I just got you braces. Braces. Okay. That's a whole used car in your mouth. Honey, you got $3,500 in your mouth. I just bought you the nightstand, the bed, the uh, the desk. We were about to buy you the dresser for your bed because you want an all white mirror. Got you your LED lights, mounted your TV, whatever you want. And I, and, and I look at her and I say, you know, you're just so ungrateful. That's me. But guess what? One day, she's going to look Can back. I tell you this, Joy? Can I tell you? Can I tell you this? I remember when Hurricane um, Isabel mm-hmm. came to Richmond, Virginia. I was in the eighth grade, seventh grade, actually. And I remember my mom bought me a brand new bed set. Mm-hmm. New dresser, new That's mattress, new mama, box ring. Everything. My right. mom bought me a brand new box ring, a whole new bedroom set. And I remember my mom, as soon as I got it, maybe like two weeks later, Hurricane Isabel came. And in our downstairs, we had water mm. came in our home. And we had two feet of water standing in our basement. Basement. And my mom moved her bedroom up to my, my bedroom. And my mom was sleeping in the bed with me. And I was like, dang, my mom's sleeping in the bed right, with me. Right. And then when I look back, and I'm like, wow. Even in the midst of a hurricane, my mom made said that I had the best. you had the best. That I had the best. you had the best. And I look back at my mom and I'm like, wow, I really complained because my mom wanted to sleep in the bed with me. Because my mom, otherwise my mom would have been sleeping in two feet. I'm going to say something about a mother. My daughter, sometimes we have days. I want to give you a hug. Girl, sometimes we have days. You should give her a hug. I want to give you a hug. Sometimes we have days and my daughter wakes up. My daughter wakes up and she be treating me like shit. You know what I say? Because I, I didn't understand. I was like, why my mama want to sleep with me? I say this. I don't say nothing. Because I know one day as I have today. And you know what the worst part about? I'm going to tell you the worst part about my mother. Me appreciating I'm gonna my mother. I'm going to tell you right now. Your daughter's going to appreciate Thank you, you so much. The yeah. worst part about me appreciating my mother right now is I can't even touch her because of coronavirus. Because my mom just got over breast cancer. She's in remission. So she don't even come around people. So I can't even hug my mama. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's things that I go through as a mom every day that I be like, I call my mama. 
even when, I, just because, and you know, I always prided myself in knowing what I was doing. Mom, she won't do this. She won't do that. What am I supposed to do? And she might not have the answer, but she my mama and she been there. Who else would I call on? But my mama and Jesus. I and I love her. I can only imagine because you have a child. And I love her. Me and Chrissy that. do not have children, biological mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And I look Thank at you. my mama and I'm like, how does she do it? So, so because me and my mama have had such a tumultuous past, for real though, that shit don't even matter. It does not. Oh my God. Because who Woo. the fuck else? And I'm I'm Listen, I tell this is what I tell my daughter. I say, you you want to keep shit from me? I said, but guess what? I'm your mama. And your friends can't tell you what I can tell you. I said, your friends don't know what I, I said. They might listen, but they can't help you. And guess what? That same What's advice I'm giving Clover Hill High School. That same advice I'm giving her is what I'm living in because guess what? Okay, what happened? That's my motherfucking mama. And my mama. Look. You have come full circle because like I have I told come you, full circle. Like I told you, my grandmother told me that oh, in my mm, no, it's just my screensaver. In my life, my mom has my grandmother. I have always been really close to my grandmother, and she told me she said, "I don't care how close I, how important I am to you in your upbringing. Nobody is ever going to mean as much to you as your mama." And my mom. As I become older, I realize the sacrifice that she's made. My mom, I don't know how she did it. Exactly. Every year from the time I was seven years old until the time I was about 10, every year my mama took us to Disney. She made it happen. I literally do not know how my mama did it on her own. Every year we went to Orlando, Florida, went to Disney World. We went to every theme park, and we made it happen. Yep. It don't matter if I look back on it. I'm like, yo, we were eating cool cut sandwiches out of say, a cooler. I was about to say, we were all doing that shit. Yes. I'm sorry, but that, that was a black family mantra. Yes. Yes. You okay. were eating cool cut sandwiches out of the cooler. But when and I look at some of my family members who are 40, 35 years old and ain't never been on a plane, Huh? And my mama said, oh, no, my daughter's going to go to Vegas by the time she's 12. Mm. By the time she, she done been in Orlando multiple yeah. times. Ain't no, ain't nothing that a young nigga can please her by going to Miami. Yeah. Because my daughter, I don't mm. took her somewhere. Yeah. My mom has made that possible yep. for me. As a 30-year-old woman, I love to knit because my mom at 10 We're years twins. old took me to St. Catherine School. And she... T- Spent $4,000 a kid, me and my brother, wow. sent us to private school to, to go to summer camp. And where most kids were going swimming and things like that, my mom said, well, you can go swimming at the Boys and Girls Club. You can go to, you're going to go to horseback riding. You're going to go to archery. You're going to go to um, privilege golfing. Culture. I learned culture, culture. activities mm-hmm. at 10, 12 years old that really, honestly, my mama couldn't afford Girl, my mama was doing trade listen. with the dentist. When I realized at 30 years old that my mama was doing trade with the dentist. Hello? If you give my child braces, I will do your wife's hair Hello? for free. You know it. I, I don't mean the to cry. Sacrifices. Yes. My mama said, I will do your hair, your, mom, your wife's hair for free. 
for a year if you allow my daughter to be mm. able to experience mm. horseback riding and archery for a year. Mm. And as a 30-year-old woman, all I can do is take my hat off to my mom. And that's why no you- matter what trauma she put on me, yep. I realized like, wow, this woman really went through yeah, yeah, yeah. the ringer to provide the best that she knew how yeah. for me. So my mama didn't even have the means to put me through these summer camps. Mm. Didn't have the means to put me through archery and knitting and archery and horseback riding. Y'all, I showed y'all that app today on Tag. My daughter has watched me on the app. And because she's 15 now, she kind of knows. But when she get to be your age, she be like, my mama was up. Hustling! 3 o'clock in the morning. And that's why I tell you, your your daughter is going to appreciate you. She was up to 3 o'clock in the morning on a live stream making sure... You think I can afford braces? I have a great job and health insurance, but they don't pay for everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Braces were thirty thousand yeah. dollars, and guess what? We both need them, contrary to what you think. And I said, I said, you know what? Give them to her. I don't even need it. I said, I'm a, when y'all pay yours off, I'll get mine. Yeah. You, <gasps> she she about to be a debutante this year. She got her braces. She ain't ever. My daughter's in the yeah, show yeah. choir. She in the show choir for Clover Hill High School. Do you know I traveled to West Virginia five hours? Three times and drove to Ohio once. Let me tell you something. I look at your stories and I look at a woman that even whatever shortcomings you feel like you may have, I look at you and feel like, I wish my mama could have been there. My mama didn't have the time to come to my step competitions, my choir meetings, and you still make that. And that's why I really felt like I needed to have you on the show. Well, thank you. Because I looked at you, I'm like, wow, I'm looking at you in the comments area, the cafeteria of your daughter. You saw me that day. Yes. She was surprised. She had you think no that I idea. You think that I don't see oh, these things, but that. I see them. She didn't even know what She was surprising her daughter. My mom didn't even have the luxury of surprising my my mom. Let right. me tell you, when, you saw, when I went to the bathroom, but I heard you say it takes a village to raise a child. My mom raised me, and I can't think of how many surrogate aunties I had right, right. because her clients were people that I considered my aunt Peaches, right, 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 my right. aunt so-and-so, that when my mama couldn't provide, they stepped in in the middle and they said, I'm going to make sure Chelsea has her all-white sneakers that she can yeah, to compete yeah. in the pep rally. Mm. And I want you... To have yes. your roses Thank while you, you can. I appreciate yeah, yeah. And I'm dead ass serious. I try, though. I, I want do. you to have your roses, no matter what people may think of you, that you are a mom. I'm looking at your stories. I'm like, wow, she's at her daughter's show choir. Thing. I, so I wish my mom. Would. I drove, girl. I drove. I rented a fucking Range Rover and drove all the way to Ohio. I Listen. wish my mom would have been able to see that to be able to see me. For real, I'm gonna tell y'all something. For real, you know, I have a lot going on in my life. Whether it's appearances on shows or music or whatever, and I have just really, truly, honestly accepted. The day that I chose to move into God's calling for me to, to have her, I, I took on a responsibility that made me accountable for her life. And I've had so many opportunities. I used to sing background for Chrisette Michelle. I've traveled abroad. Yes. I've done a lot, okay? 
But I, I couldn't even get into the nitty gritty of this show but because I, I yeah. really love joy is I, that big. I, I have felt like that at the end of the day, my life's calling was to provide a life for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so I'm only 37. So You're so young. Old, they think that's young. They think You're that's so young. Old. But when my daughter goes to college, I'm, I'm good. Like, and, and God has really protected me. He's given me the mind to be protect myself and to know what's going on. And I truly, honestly think, and this can go on the record, I think that God preserved me through my parentship mm. to wait on my daughter to be where she needs to be before he elevates me. Mm. Because I think that God knows that, listen, where I want you to go, it's a rocket. But mm. I need you to be I need your daughter to be taken care of before you go. In 2018, I was in Denver all summer. My job sent me to Denver, Colorado, which is wonderful. If you've never been, you should go. I love it. And then I heard Denver is awesome. It's amazing. And so I went went home from Denver for like maybe three weeks. And then I was in Las Vegas for two and a half months. I love Vegas. Vegas, so many people discount Vegas as a, they a stable foundation. Yeah. They, just, Vegas I, is awesome. I went home from Vegas like uh, December 22nd. I have family in Vegas. I came straight home Christmas time. So I, I just had an opportunity to experience time for my daughter. But one thing I can say about her, let me say something. There's a lot of women out here that are dealing with, 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 with children and girls who are fucking and sucking and got all that going on. That's not my life. She came to me last week. She said, Mommy, I want to talk to you. Excuse me. And I said, what's going on? She said, "Um, is it okay if I talk to a boy on FaceTime? And I said, well, who is a boy? She said, it's a boy I was talking to when I got in trouble. I said, the boy that I I coached talking to. She said, yes. I said, why do you want to talk to me? She said, well, he just said he want to be friends. I said, okay, well, I want you to keep in mind your your past relationship. She said, I do. I said, said, do you like him like that? She says, no. I said, why do you want to talk to you? Cause he said he misses me. I said, so you, so you realize if you talk with him, he's setting the stage. She said, I know. I said, okay, well, you can talk to him. I give you permission. And she said, you know, we had a conversation. And I said, uh, I, I appreciate you coming to me with that information. I said, when you feel like you're in a position where you feel yeah, uncomfortable, yeah, yeah. that means you got to talk just, to me. Can I just for a moment interrupt you and say, I think that something that people have put on social media that has been like a joke but also is serious is like, can we normalize? And something that I want to say to you is, can we normalize black daughters feeling like they can talk to their mother? Yes. Mm. Because she has And there is something really invaluable about mm. the fact that your daughter mm. came to you. Yeah. And the fact that your daughter felt comfortable coming to you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying, as part of the meme, is can we normalize daughters yeah. wanting to come yeah. to their mother? Because it's about the expectation. This is our longest show to date. It's about yeah, the expectation. It's about expectation. You want to stay here? Huh? You want to stay here? I'm doing it. It's about the yeah. expectation. And so today, I, I, I rolled up on her today, and I said, hey, talk to your friend today? She said, who? I said, to a guy. She was like, not in a, not, not in a couple of days. I said, okay. So, you know, I just try to keep that uh, the area. Because you know what? She's not seven or ten. She's going. She's growing into womanhood, mm. and we together. And whether they're eight years that. old or twenty-eight years old, I really need people to acknowledge that people's feelings are real. They yes. are. She. That yes. feeling that I had when I met that nigga in, in six, in six years old, and I felt like I loved him, 
was a real thing. Girl, we were walking through the neighborhood one day on one of our walks. No more. You can give me some. We were walking on one of our walks, and I looked back. You need to spend the night? I'm good. You need to spend the night back? I'm going to know when we eat. We we eat. So listen, we, I looked back, and she was crying. I said, I said, Paris. This is Paris. I named my daughter after my little brother. His name was Paris. I said, Paris, what's wrong? And she said, she said, Mommy, I don't, I don't want to leave you. Oh. And I said, I don't want to leave you either. But you know, I said, guess what? In, in two years, you're going to embark on your new life. Right. I said, Without I'm me. always going to be here to guide you. Mm-hmm. I said, and I pray yeah, that I'll everything I've taught you is going to help you. And she said, oh, we've always been together. It's always been just me and you. And I said, that's so true. And for her to even be thinking like that, like, what am I going to do without my mommy? I'm literally thinking, what am I going to do without my baby? Yes. Because even when she goes stay with her friends for the weekend, I'm sitting at home like, I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't fuck with no niggas. I, can I, can, I don't do can, can I hold you to something real quick? That you will commit to Rihanna being our resident bad bitch. I got you. Even if it's once a month, I will. Oh. Even if I'm in Georgia, Period. I will oh. come. I will drive Period. down this bitch from. I would drive down here just to do this. Okay, so can can we commit to once a month? That's not a contract. Love joy. I'm a I'm a, bitch. You you think I'm playing? Even though I'm a nigga, no, I'm, I'm a good bitch for a contract. Me too, honey. Hello. I will send you a contract for you to come on our show once a month. I got you. I'm with it. I really feel like your presence is necessary. I love your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to. I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna have to do though. Okay. Get you a little cook timer mm-hmm. and set that bitch. Look, I wasn't expecting you to bring this type of energy. I ain't gonna lie. I knew you had good energy, but I was not expecting. You got to give a cook time. Yeah, man. I was planning that for you. But this is the sheet I had planned for you. We haven't had that for you months. have not scratched the surface, and even with not scratching the surface, I feel like we have reached so much depth. And I think there's something to say about women that are not threatened by other women. Mm. I love that Man, was enough to speak to this show. Yeah. Lovejoy was someone that mm. I knew it on social media, and then I met in person. Her energy was so awesome mm. that I couldn't wait to have her on my Yours show. Too. And so I was like, I can't wait to have her on my show. And boom, here we are. I want to say, Samia, shut the fuck up, because you Lovejoy has topped you at the longest show <laughs> to date. And I feel like we could go on so much longer. Yeah. And I want to have you on. I'm I'm down. You I want to have you on more than just this because I feel like your voice, your presence, your existence is worth more than just one mm-hmm. episode. For sure. And I'm There's a so firm believer. Gems. I am a firm believer in giving people their flowers while, while they're, they're here, here to smell them. And I want you to be someone that pours into our younger listeners, that someone yeah, that yeah, pours yeah. into what me and a Chrissy, someone that pours into someone even in your age bracket you know what i'm saying and i just think you're so much fun someone when i met you your light was you made me feel good thank you like and so i 
am committing you. I'm about to be like Cynthia Bailey on Real Housewives of the League. I'm about to give you a friendship a contract. contract. Yes, I love it. That's I'm about to give you a friend. Me and Christy are giving you a friendship <laughs> contract, and that's on period. Um, so I would love to have you back. I'm here. You are on record for being our longest show to date. We are four hours and 21 minutes. And it feels like we're at 30 minutes. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. That's what's crazy. It feels like it's at 30 minutes. Um, well, I'm just honored to be able to have met Chrissy and, of course, to be in your presence once more. And no. just for all all three of us to be able to connect. Yeah. Because so I want black levels. women to know we have so much more in common than we have we really indifference. Do. So you hating on the next bitch ain't got nothing to do with your even advance, in, advancement. Even, even, even in our differences, we have likenesses. And we might not be able to come together at that time, but listening to shows like Single in the City really makes us all relevant. And I think people should listen to shows like this because your enemy really might be your best friend. Who might be your friend to me? And you might not know that. And nobody's saying that you have to reach out to that person. But a part of life, is, a part of life is understanding where you are and how mm-hmm. it relevates mm-hmm. to different people. And I think that shows like this really put people in perspective. Because, I mean, if we want to take it back to my ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend, <laughs> that look like the chicken egg and grease. I'm going to tell you one thing for sure. As a black woman, I love you. And I want you to understand it's never about you. It's about him. Let him be who he needs to be. But I want you to be who you need to be. I don't give a fuck what you look like. Because at the end of the day, you are... You are who you let him tell you you are. And when you decide who you want to tell you, it's, it's just about that vibe. I want to give the vibe that says that we all are collectively aspiring to, for the greater goal. Either it is to be the, a better woman or a better mother, a better sister, a better daughter. We are she, and that's what matters at the end of the day. Yeah. I feel like you just gave us a single survival tip. But if you had to give an official single survival tip and where people can follow you, what would you say? I would say what I just said. We are she. She meaning everything feminine. Whether you are feminine for yourself, whether you are feminine for your family, whether you are feminine as a mother, as a spouse, as a partner, whatever you have going on, assume your role as feminine and live in that role study what it means to be who you identify with and when you study who you are as your identifying purpose make that a part of your life no matter what it is and seek those people who accept you for who you are who you identify with and only advance your life based on that premise Mm -hmm. so that means that anyone that negates anyone that challenges who you feel you are, don't belong in your circle. Because your circle, be it small or big, is what's going to progress you. People have this persona. I don't have to have friends. Yes, you do. You Mm. have to have people that support you Mm. and people that Mm -hmm. uplift you. Because at the end of the day, if it were up Mm. to myself, I'd be in a crazy house. But I thank God for the people who are here with me because they help me survive every day. So be what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. And at any cost, live life according to your terms. 
Uh, and how can people keep up with me on social media? So people can keep up with me on social media, on Instagram. Not to mention she's going to be back on the show, period. Yeah, yeah well. So my social media for Instagram is I am Lovejoy. Make sure you spell the joy with an I and not a Y. So I am L-O-V-E-J-O-I. On Facebook, you can find me at Joy Bowles, J-O-I-B as a boy, O-W-L-E-S. My brother is a preacher. I don't affiliate them with them, but if that's how you recognize me, I'm all for the recognition. However, so love uh, Facebook and Instagram, and I am Lovejoy. Usually, follows me from everything. Listen, guys, I'm very, very into responding to people when they. I feel like I didn't even scratch the cusp of what Lovejoy. I'm gonna hold you to this. Okay, hold me. We're gonna have two episodes this week featuring Lovejoy. I'm with it. But I am going to send you an email this week, already scheduling for as already scheduling you for your next visit to the penthouse. Will yes. you accept? Already accepted and ready to go. Period. All right. Um, Chrissy, what is your single survival tip, and how can people keep up with you? All right, guys. So my single survival tip would be definitely after having this session would be let forgiveness in. Mm. I know that's like as far as like self and as far as like um, relationship, but just just within yourself, let forgiveness in. There were certain key points tonight that I got superly emotional about is because like I wouldn't in my normal setting let forgiveness in about my mom and forgiving her about some things, about my brother and disappointing me in some things. Mm-hmm. It's let forgiveness in. Allow mm-hmm. yourself to forgive people. Um, I feel like a lot, we often are heard, we often are taught to make people accountable. Make mm-hmm. people accountable for how they how they try to treat you. Mm-hmm. Make people accountable for how what they said to you. So I am saying make yourself accountable for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just ha- popped in my lap. So that was God, okay? Um, so I will say, I will leave with that. Um, make again, make yourself in the area of forgiveness, okay? And then and that, and that takes that takes a lot of courage. Um, that takes mm. a lot of strength. Um, that takes a lot of accountability. That takes a lot of things that we often don't have. So we got to ask God for. Um, so I thank you, Jesus, for that those things. And you can keep up with me at Chrissy four underscores T. That's C H R I S S Y. Four underscores T. Thank you. And your resonance bartenders. And we drinking um, love joy. Love joy all fucking night. And that's what got us lit. Yes. Period. And um, it is I, the captain of the Babish train, single in the city. Um, and my single survival tip, <laughs> she is resonating. And I will say this my single survival tip is this. Um. So many times as black women, when I look at just the panel of three women that I have mm-hmm. here on this on this show, we have been let down. Yeah, yeah. My single survival tip is no matter how many times we have been let down, the perseverance and the ancestry that runs through our veins is to rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. And so many times where I felt like I've been met with adversity, I literally feel like, what I feel is adversity is no comparison to what my ancestors have faced. Mm. Um, 
And my single survival tip is to tap into whatever that is that you feel that your ancestors have, fa- your ancestors have faced. And forgiveness, mm-hmm. grace, mm-hmm. and love. And my also my single survival tip is love joy is going to be a permanent fixture yeah, big facts, on big Single facts. in the City podcast. I feel it hurts. Period. Applause. <laughs> I feel that love joy's presence is something that is necessary and needed. And needed for women. That's different. There's a difference between those necessary things. and needed. That's two different things. For women, for black women. And for just this show in, in existence. And this show has always been, for me, a space where women, especially black women, could be their most at their most vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely feeling like that. And tonight. I feel like black women don't have the... Mm, um, the platform. The platform. The availability. To be their most mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. And I want to thank you, Lovejoy. Yes. For coming on the you. show. I literally have so many things that I didn't get a chance to ask her because you have poured so much into us. And I want to make sure that you're a permanent fixture of the show. I'm down, 100%. and I don't, I don't, I don't mean that on a superficial level. I really want you to understand what I mean by saying, like, I see your value. Mm-hmm. I see who you are as a mother. I see who you are as a woman. Mm-hmm. And even though I'd only met you once in person, I told Chrissy, who is my bodyguard, <laughs> you're gonna About love her. To. Did I not tell you? I said you're gonna love her. I want to create more spaces. For black women to say to their friends, you are going to love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without knowing That's her, good. the good. energy that I feel from That's her, good. you are going to love her. And, 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 and she's like me. She understands. Yes. Because, I mean, even just now, I don't know if y'all guys, you know, I was, I've been silent. I literally I feel like, I looked, I like even in four hours and 31 minutes. I've been minutes, silent for a second. Yeah. I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface of who Lovejoy is. Because I've, I've I've been hell bent on other people being accountable, mm. and 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 that's been a part of the reason why I don't deal with my siblings. But though I might not need to be accountable for what they did, I need to be accountable for the pain that I feel. Mm. Yes, and I feel like being accountable for that might open a door for healing. It is. This is so, this is like, this is such a conversation for so many people to listen to because there's so many people right now that are walking around waiting on someone else to be accountable for what they did. And though I didn't do anything, what I do need to be is accountable for receptive because sometimes People don't apologize because they don't think it's going to be receptive. Mm. But I want to be accountable for saying I will be receptive to what you have to offer. Because even though that that person might be in the wrong and they might need to be the one to apologize, everybody's not like you. People don't just step up to the plate and say, I'm sorry. Some people need to know that the sorry is going to be received. And, And to some people, that is what they need. To be able to accept that. You know what I'm saying? And this is a personal thing for me because I don't deal with my siblings. 
But my, my little brother had a baby. And his baby mama is, she, she decided she wanted to be close with me. So I always get my nephew. But me and my little brother, we don't speak. Mm. Now, I have two other siblings, and we don't speak. So they don't speak to my kid either because of some shit that happened eight years ago. But it's more than just an apology from them. I think I have an accountability to be open to their position in with their accountable. For. I think that so many times, especially as black women, we need to. So many times, the reality for black women is being able to accept the apologies that we never because there's so much love that's lost. And at the end of the day, there's nothing that drives these feelings except mm-hmm. for love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the love is really what drives everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And because his baby mama has been so, mm-hmm. she, she's wanted to be in my life so much, I have, I have my nephew. He got pampers and wipes and clothes yeah. and toys mm-hmm. at my house. And now my brother has tapped into whatever he's dealing mm-hmm. with and he don't want the baby around me no more. And you know what I'm saying? It's just a cesspool yeah. of yeah. accountability yeah, yeah, and yeah. apologies. Yeah. And let, let me let me be very transparent for you for a reason because I think that, I, you know, I'm a Bible hugger. I think that Jesus... I'm not a Bible hugger. I think that Jesus is in the mix all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he sent me here to say this to you. Mm-hmm. I spoke to my older brother... That was my younger brother. I mm. spoke to my older brother, you know this, mm. after now. 10 years of not speaking to him on my birthday this year. Mm-hmm. So after 10 years of not speaking, reacquainting to one another, it's still there. Let me mm. let me be very clear. Just because you let it down, just because you don't think, you know, in your head, it's like, oh, it's not going to be what, it's, what it was supposed to be. It's not going to be, you know, what I thought it was going to be in my head. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's not, yeah, it's not where mm-hmm. you left it off at, but it's not at all mean what, in your grow. mind, the distance, you, the distance that you're putting there in your mind and the time mm-hmm. that you put there in your head and the time that was placed there mm-hmm. in, you know, transparency is not the same time. Let me be very honest. If you're mm-hmm. out there and you haven't spoke to a parent, if you haven't spoke to a sibling, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you. And I, and it was 10 years. I Most people don't even know I have an older brother. Mm-hmm. Most people know so that I have a younger brother. you saying that, right? No, no, no. This, this is, is, like, this is like a breakthrough. Yeah. Because yeah. if it weren't for my nephew, mm-hmm. I might not feel this way. But for real, to be honest, at this point, mm. it's almost like very very clear this was very weird at a time at the same time mm. because my stepmom. Was actually, that's my best friend in real life. Mm-hmm. My stepmom, I told my stepmom months in before, before my birthday, I was like, you know what? It's been a yet another year. I really, really, really want to mend it with my brother. 
Do, do you not know? My brother was saying the same thing to my stepmom. Mm. You never know. And, she, and I asked her, and I asked her, so I, said, I, a, I said, why didn't you tell me? I had a meeting with my brother's baby mama, okay? Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. was like, Joy. They be thinking the same thing. so much, like. He's like, I'm it's trying not to tell you. It's a jealous, but he let it so go. Wants you in your let life. Let it go. Like he be talking about you, and it's just amazing that you guys even have this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Even though it's lasted mm -hmm. so long, let so, it go. Like let it go. Honestly, sis. honestly speaking, like seriously, the the battle be more complicated than the quarrel. Come on, Ooh. that's good. Let it. Like, what I tell you is more complicated than the quarrel. Mm. When you look at what it takes to sustain the battle, hmm. the quarrel could be over in you, seconds. Let it where go. the battle will go on for let it go. years. Let that yeah. shit go. I'm trying to tell you. And yeah, I understand what and I'm I saying. And I speak from Ugh. talking. It just happened. It just happened. The yes. battle will stay relevant for ages. But the quarrel can be neutralized yeah, yeah. in minutes. Mm -hmm. In minutes. Mm -hmm. So we are at four hours. Okay, that's that's. that's I cannot believe that we have reached. It does. It feels like we're in it our don't first feel hour. Like it. it don't feel like it. Four hours and thirty minutes. I would have never sat here. For uh, single in the city podcast, and like I said, I want to commit. I want everybody that's on the show to commit. Lovejoy on Instagram yes, to coming on the show I once a month. I am Lovejoy, yes. At I am Lovejoy to coming on the show. But I also have my wife. Hey, wife. Wifey. Hey, wife. You are on the show. Um, we have loosely discussed you. And before, I want you to be my single survival tip of the week, okay? You gonna give me one? No, bitch, you are the single survival <laughs> tip. You listening? I'm listening. I want you to tell me the value that you see in black women. And that is my single survival tip of the week. Okay? What is question and answer? No, bitch. Just the value you see in me as a black woman and what I've brought to your life. Okay? Okay. I'm putting you on the spot and I yeah. want you to answer from your heart. My single survival tip is my wife as a woman who does not identify as black, but identifies as brown and as being a minority in this country. What she sees the value of me as being a black woman and being her mate and being her spouse. And I want every woman who is black to know that whatever my wife says about me is, is a reflection of me, but also is a reflection of you because so many times us as black women, we don't necessarily see the representation yeah, of, of that in right. black women. I'm yeah, the black man, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So, wife, I want you to, as my single, I want you to be my single survival tip as a word of encouragement to black women. And what you see as a brown woman married to a black woman, what you see in me, what do you see? Um, flavor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not flavor. This bitch love her green beans. And that's facts. But not just flavor, um, passion. And, um, just your, your passion towards your people. And how you don't, um, you don't give up. You stand up even when you know. It's not the um, most popular thing. 
Um, what was the question? What you brought to my life? Okay, it's okay. Never mind, baby. <laughs> thank you, cause I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Said, I'm gonna meet you right now, you. but she my my you. it brought tears to my eyes because my single survival tip is no matter what people see of you, what matters most is what you see of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. And Come on, my single survival tip is no matter. I never thought that I would marry somebody that was not black because I didn't think that anybody that wasn't black would relate. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah. Would relate to the struggle yeah, that yeah, I feel. Yeah. My single survival tip is that you, as a black woman, you are valuable. You are the prize, and no matter how many times people try to duplicate, you are the original. And no matter how many times people duplicate and they try to make that duplicate seem like it's a cool and it thing. That it will never downplay who you are. Right. Yeah, that's good. And so my single survival tip is stay true to who you are yeah. as black women to black men. And my single survival tip to black men is rise to the occasion, not just for what you think is white ice Come is cooler, on. but raise to that occasion for black women. Yeah. Because we show up for you time and time again. Nice. And what we just want to feel is appreciation. Jesus. What we want to feel is love and admiration. And that, not that just when white women act like they are black women that you appreciate it. But when we are, we show up as our full selves yeah. that you love and appreciate us. And it wasn't until I met a woman and I never thought that I would experience that love on that level from anyone other than black. But when I met my wife and she was brown and she saw me as a black woman, as my full self. And whether yeah. I was nappy headed with braids in the middle yes, of my exactly, head, exactly. And whether she works in law enforcement, and I'm a black woman, I'm like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. She's there for you. She understands. She was like, I know I work in law enforcement, but I'm brown and I love my wife. Yep. And this means more to me than anything. Y'all created mm -hmm. a home, yeah, yeah, yeah. a safe place. I want people to thank you, Chrissy. I feel like Candace and Real Housewives when you fold it into fold that into eight, eight corners. <laughs> <laughs> my wife has made me. There's nothing. What I learned from my wife is that being goddamn, she, hang up. she, she hung up. up. Being loved as your full self gives you the empowerment to really be who you are. Yeah. And that feeling that I never had to water down who I was for anybody. Or work to standards that you really didn't even know you were working to. Because a, a black woman will work to standards and that nigga don't even be and don't close even be. to where you working Look, to. Let me, boo girl, you are speaking. And my single survival tip is for black women to always show up as your full self. Because even when I watch Kamala Harris, whether I agree with all of her policies or whatever, I thought I told her, I said, if she wins, I'm going to feel so proud because I feel like even the way she yeah. looked at Mike Pence, I felt like it was me. Yeah. And I felt like that was my auntie or my mama. Exactly. And to feel like I was seen. And so my single survival tip is to always be your full self. And to be your full self and whoever is meant for you will love you and accept you for your full Big self. Big facts. And, and, my, and you have to my, be willing to accept those who will not accept you for your full self. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
and to be willing to walk in who that full self is. And that is a very sub that is very subjective to who you are as a person. Your full self for me may be as I'm married to a woman and I never thought I would be married to a woman. Your full self may be I am a single mom and I never wanted to be a baby mom. My full self may be I'm a black woman and I'm college educated, but I'm not working a job that I thought right. my degree would have take me, me to. Exactly. And whoever that is, being unapologetically that and understanding that there is beauty in the process. So my um, single survivor slip is just that. And you can follow me at Single in the City Podcast. Follow the podcast at Single in the City Podcast. Follow me at, at starring under Chelsea Lamore. And um, I am committed to having at Lovejoy on the show. I'm here for you guys. I love you. On a regular basis. I, I feel be like around as much as I can. I feel like that is necessary. Yes. Um, I feel like I can't remember what song it is. No drop, no bra with that blast is so necessary. I feel like Lovejoy is so necessary. Jay Z. Yes. Yes. I feel like Love Joy is so necessary to this podcast. Um, And I love you. Mm. And I want to give you your flowers while you're here. I'm going to put my Candace Dillard and pull my napkin with that corner. Get the corner. The corner of the napkin. Get the corner of the napkin. I love you. And once again, I want this to be a moment where black women reach out to other yeah. black women. Not see each other as competition, Listen. but see each other as aspiration. Listen, it's enough world money Woo! and opportunity. Because white, white niggas, because y'all be confused. Y'all think niggas is black, but it's, niggas is white. There's enough world. White niggas been collaborating. Hello. There's enough world opportunity and money for each and every melanated person in this world. Mm-hmm. And I would love the opportunity to be able to show you that there's a place for you. Even if there's not a place for me, I feel like there's a place for you. So I get gratification off of your success, your happiness, and your opportunities. And that is what makes a true person a validated person. I don't want to hear this shit because you're coming back to the show. I am. You're our resident bad bitch. Yes. Period. And um, please make sure that you follow at Lovejoy on social media. Follow at Chrissy four underscores T on social media. Follow us at Single in the City Podcast. That's a wrap on our longest episode to date. Four hours and 47 minutes. We are at literally a Dream Champs episode. Yeah. And I feel like we could have went on for more hours. We definitely could. But that just means Lovejoy needs to come back. Thank you so much for listening. And you were active on our live. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. Bye.